0: This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo... And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians, as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: one welcome to another episode of the three questions with Andy Richter as usual i'm andy richter sorry guys but i'm excited because um balancing out the 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 turd in the punch bowl <laughs> Is the fruit in the punch bowl? Jane Lynch. Oh, isn't that sweet? Hi, sweetie. Hi, darling. I love Jane Lynch. Every uh, I love Jane. Are Andy there people Richter. that don't like you? Oh,
3: sure. Really? Yes. But I mean, like, like do you find
2: people that are like people you don't They're know? They're usually jealous. People that don't know. I mean, I'm sure, of course, there's people in your life that don't like you. I mean I know plenty of them. But uh <laughs> but I mean, is there anybody like do you find yourself like is that there's people like I don't care for her work or I don't like that you that you would hear about that? You know? I
3: I wonder if I would hear about it because I don't. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear, but it's not like someone See, I stops you on the street and says, "You know what? I don't yeah, care." If yeah, they yeah. did, I would give them a big old fucker finger.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess the reason I said that is because I am aware of it because I'm on social media.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I be, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on social media too. And do people? But do you read
2: yeah. like um, just the sometimes random. Sometimes
3: I the I hoi used polloi? To. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Holy Paloy. Indeed, I do. Yeah. Um. I, you know what? I just in the last three weeks I took a Twitter break and got rid of my the app and everything. I, uh-huh. yeah, I've
2: done a couple. I of, have done that a few times too because it yeah. just gets to be it's like I'm wasting my time, and this is also corrosive.
3: It is corrosive. Yeah, yeah. And anybody can say anything to you. Yeah. So every once in a while, you know, I will look at the, the comments and um – um uh, sometimes they're, you know, they're. The, 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 I'll be called a dyke or um, something about I have a penis, which I really wish I did. I, so
2: I'm aware. Yeah. We talked about we talked about this. I yeah, have yeah.
3: severe penis envy, um, but uh, you know what? They're ugly, but they are pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know? think they're ugly. Well, there are some that are ugly. Uncircumcised are not very. Are good not yeah, but that's yeah, that's an. Aesthetic but once it's thing. out of its. Socket. It they yeah, all yeah. look the same. Yeah, exactly. look from the lesbian who knows this stuff. I know I know. No, I
2: know. I know. No, I know. I. mean, I. No, you. We've talked we about have this. Talked that about this. Had, yeah, yeah. I've is, had it forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but no, I they are pretty fun. I mean, and I mean, just like watching TV and something to do with one
3: of your hands. That's fun. so funny. You and know, I don't mean you know, there's it's no It's too hard for us to do. it. got to dig in. Got yeah, to yeah, under yeah, the yeah. pants. Right. And,
2: exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just kind of like it's almost like a, you know a fidget spinner.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. almost like it's so weird because for women we don't, ha- and not just because it's hard to reach, but we don't. I I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's some women out there, yeah. and, and everybody in my circle, no, no nobody like masturbates watching television like it's nothing it's it, there's a biological need that guys have because because of that my friend says it's external yeah. plumbing yeah, yeah it is right there and also it's 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 just driven more than ours is yeah well I, yeah i think i think there's the
2: biological you know like spread your genetic material as much as you can sure is the male thing yeah whereas a female she can't like spread her genetic material to six different places in one day. No, of course you know, can't. which that, I mean, that's quite a man that can yeah. do that. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's, it's a different thing, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, pr- propagation of the species is a different thing. It's it's more choosy. Yeah. It's more like this is going to take some time and this is going to fuck up the rest of my life.
3: Exactly. So... You know, it, that, that point you were just making about spreading your genetic material, I just read something about a doctor who was, um, uh, you know, fertility, who would implant the... Yeah. And he implanted his own. I know. So there are... He's got all of this progeny that... That's so crazy. Isn't it crazy? And then Jeffrey Epstein, too, had like this fantasy. Yeah, in fantasy, yeah. It was like for really. Yeah. Had a, a, a ranch in New Mexico Ago. He Sex he wanted, slaves. He wa- yeah, but he wanted to propagate. He thought he was like the ideal, the uber human, and wanted to propagate himself. That that's like a deep, deep, primitive thing that's in the male of the species. Yeah, but it's under control in most guys. I They're know we're civilized. And but this doctor. Well, well
2: the th- and, th- yeah, the thing about like Epstein, like okay, that's a hedge fund asshole. That's probably you know he probably he's just a big grown up baby bully. You yeah, know yeah. I mean and and also sick. Yeah, like, yeah. D- deeply, deeply sick. Right. This doctor must have had a thing, yeah. Because you don't, you're you don't go if you're the kind of person that's going to say, I have the opportunity to slip my seed, yeah. to a bunch of unsuspecting women and make a bunch of my own progeny. Mm-hmm. You don't just stumble into, you know, the, the uh, what do you call it, fertility services right. uh-huh. you don't you don't go into that specialization like, oh
3: i found myself yeah, yeah no I no think, no you yeah, there's something probably deeply, like, maybe hmm. even subconscious yeah i'm gonna give them a little break on this and right, maybe it's right. not even a conscious yeah. thing something subconscious you find yourself there that's why a lot of crazy narcissists are um therapists yes oh it's heal thyself and they don't even know it i have i would say
2: i have two friends who have am- among the craziest parent stories, and their bo- the parents are there. Both, both yeah. therapists. Like yeah. you can, which is really something for somebody like me who's been to therapy and and who believes in it so much to realize, mm-hmm. like, oh my god. This person that's helped me so much might secretly be a monster. Yeah, right, You know, like right. be a complete mess and making everyone in their life miserable.
3: I had a therapist who I just adored, and she is, she's an odd duck. She's yeah. totally an odd duck. But she was really good, and she was compassionate and, and empathic, and um, maybe not in her real life. I mean, she had some, she's, you know, there were shadow edges all yeah, around yeah. the place. But, um, yeah, I think that when you're drawn to that, there it just seems that there's there's got to be some, Wackiness and
2: oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, corrupt cops. Yeah, right. You're interested exactly. in crime? Yeah. Okay, you, you know, <laughs> and, and it's the, like, I'll be a cop. yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'll be a cop, but you know what? I kind of didn't, I'm not necessarily just interested in the one side of the deal, right? Like, you know, and it, I, it's just, I think it's kind of a natural thing where you there's a topic that you're interested in, and if you're a nut, yeah, you might go out and be like, maybe I'll help other nuts.
3: No, it's like know? people who are hungry for fame that want to go into acting, yeah. and the great thing about that is if you don't have any talent it's it's you can see it it's right evident, away yeah. but it's evident but then you know now in this whole um, social media culture where an influencers you you don't have to have any talent just have to appeal to something to to maybe a thousand people and then that'll become 2000 yeah. from a million and you're in a you in YouTube influencer although you know there is something to that mm-hmm.
2: i don't understand it it's all like it's you know there's people that are that are movie stars. Yeah. And you and you look at them and you're like, oh yeah, that, that person, that's a fucking movie star. Mm-hmm. And they might not even be that great an actor. They might do the same thing over and, and over, over and over again. No, I, I got and no problem there, with that. you are there all day for that. Like, yeah,
3: absolutely. Oh, that, that person doing that thing again? Me, Brad Pitt. No he problem. Can do, yeah, he can be Pitt. in any film, even in the, the, what I call his dark years when he wasn't a good actor anymore because yeah. I think fame overwhelmed him. Yeah. Him and it, it got in the way of his acting. But he's but, still great. He's got a... He's yep. got a light in this m- latest movie. Um, yeah, yeah, the Once, Once upon, upon a Time, a time oh, in Hollywood. Oh, what a satisfying movie that he's is! So too. He's so
2: good. Yeah, and he's so. I was. A, I was. In it. I. I did end up being a little bit, and it's a common critique of that movie. Like, no,
3: what was the point of all that? Uh, you, you know, mean, for me, it was retelling that story in yeah. a way I wanted it. Yeah, like, yeah. Where she's still alive. She had, perhaps had the baby. I yeah. Did have the baby. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I I, I kind of like it. I do and that. And that baby
2: was the Antichrist. Uh,
3: uh-oh. The Manson family did <laughs> us a favor. They
2: killed Damien in the right. womb. Uh, no, I and it was weird too that I did have a problem because I don't just look at the women that were in the Manson family as, as you know, just evil killers. Yeah. I think they were sad, lost souls. Not in, I'm not saying they're innocent. No, but I, I know. Definitely what you mean. say without a Charles Manson, I don't know if any of those woman women would have stabbed. They someone. were
3: evil incarnate in the movie. Yeah, yeah. There was like they were all bad seeds. Yeah,
2: um, and I don't know that I could ever write a movie where a very heroic man, mm-hmm. a very heroic, iconic white man, mm-hmm. kills a woman by bashing her head repeatedly into things.
3: Is this the uh, Brad Pitt yeah. doing that Brad too? Pitt
2: does. I mean, spoiler alert, yeah. people. I should guess I should have said that first. Yeah, no, he kills one of the, I don't know. Really, and I found yeah. it so satisfying. Did you? Ugh. I just, to me, it was like, okay. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I, know. The, yeah, I felt like the women were killed with so much more vitriol. Than the
3: man was wow, yeah. You know, you know I what I probably mean? didn't, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a very good feminist, <laughs> but I also loved and I don't hate, um, what's the name of the guy, Bruce Lee? I didn't hate, and I understand people are pissed off that he presented yeah. Bruce Lee as kind of like this egomaniac, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. care, but I was it was also satisfying to see him beat the just the bejesus, yeah, throw Bruce Lee it. into a car, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
2: I mean, I felt a little guilty about that. I'm like, is this the is this colonialism working in me? <laughs> I'm just but coming off of like, Game of Thrones. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. my
3: my ability to stomach uh, violence and even just like – they would be like raping girls in the background. I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you like, get desensitized. Yeah, you yeah. do. And it's also another time, yeah, another yeah. era. Well, it's... the Bruce Lee thing, I know
2: people are beefing about it, but mm-hmm. Bruce Lee is treated like a deity. So mm-hmm. is it really so bad to have one like thing where it, like maybe he was a dick, yeah. like you know, like
3: so what, so what, and he you was know a little what? bit and of you a you make dick your maybe. own movie, you yeah. make your biopic. that's the thing about yeah. the, the the social media culture is everybody wants to write the movies. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to write Quentin Tarantino's right. movie, or they want to even write like a Marvel movie. Yeah, or
2: they want they want a movie to be like a pizza that they ordered all the ingredients exactly. on, and it's like oh, I don't like. I don't like olives. Well, then don't uh, worry, then you know, don't, but it's yeah, a movie's not a pizza. Remember it's-
3: the days when you'd go to a movie and you just accepted it? Yeah, that's right. And that's what I did with Game of Thrones. I didn't read I watched the whole season this yeah, or yeah. the whole uh, show this summer. Did, yeah. And, oh, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. and that was your first time watching. Yeah. I started season it. one, yeah. episode one, and I went I, all the way through, and I was absolutely riveted. And I did not look up one actor on the internet. I did <laughs> not have a problem with any of the episodes. I just like eh, yeah. I don't like what they did. I didn't right, have right. any problem with anything. Yeah. I just one hundred percent accepted it, and what a relief to watch television and watch a movie the way I used to, which that, was you suspend your disbelief.
2: That I started. I started watching that. Thing just out of curiosity because it was just such a different thing for HBO to do. And mm-hmm. it just kinda I, I just happened into it, like, oh, that thing, I've seen ads for that. I'll watch. It. And oh, I watched it from the beginning. In, from the very beginning. You did. Oh, in yeah, real from, time? Yeah, in real time. And um right. and and I was like, but the first season, I it felt like a guilty pleasure to me. I wasn't aware of it getting any traction or anything. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh yeah, that's my my. You know my sword and sorcery, uh, Falcon Crest that I watch on HBO. (laughs) I felt embarrassed that I was watching some pleasure. Yeah, like some dirty soap opera Mm -hmm. with lots of titties in Mm -hmm. it about you know about people with swords and magicians and shit. Exactly. And and then it's you know and then it it blows up. Yeah. And then as it went on, it was and it's and this is like uh, it's not the only thing television's supposed to do, but it's one of the most powerful things television can do, which is separate you, give you an absolute vacation from yourself. Yes. You sit there and you go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You don't think about yourself. And there were so many times at the end of that show. And the only other one that was really like that was Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'd get to the end of it. And then it was only certain episodes. I was yeah. one of those people with Breaking Bad. It's like, oh, no, an episode about his marriage. <laughs> <laughs> like, why isn't anyone getting their head cut off? Um, uh, but w- but in Game of Thrones, we'd get to an end of an episode, and I would be mad. Yeah. Like a baby that yes. had its bottle taken away. Like,
3: I want more whoopee. I know. You know? I, that's what was so great about watching it. And, um, and, and, and I'm sure. And I watched the whole – I watched the – Did um, you end
2: up, yeah, like, till 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. sometimes? I, I yeah. saw
3: the red wedding at like three in the morning. Oh, oh it was awful! And then
2: went right to sleep. Yeah, no,
3: I had to watch a few more. Yeah, just so I to, went into the next season. Cleanse your palate. I had of it. to. Yeah, oh my! Yeah. God. I had to cleanse it with some, you know, some more uh, debauchery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that
2: red wedding was really. like- Oh
3: my God! That was God.
2: really something. Like, holy shit! They just killed off some
3: huge characters. I mean, no, wow. oh yeah, God, yeah, the mother and the, the, the Rob the old yeah yeah. Son. Oh.
2: And yeah. uh, was that Una Chaplin? Was that the was that the role she played? Is she, was she the wife? I think so. Who, yeah, pregnant I think that wife? was Una Chaplin, yeah. She was like Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I did look up some of the actors. Well, there you go. I had some time in between well, I seasons. Do,
3: I do it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, in fact, I was just looking up Amelia Clark. I've been thinking about her for the yeah. last 48 hours. She was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, now you uh, – you came from a place where people don't go into show business.
3: You mean, yeah, South Side of yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, South suffered. Side.
2: Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. is it is
3: it still the same now, or
2: has it kind of has Dalton changed? Is Dalton is completely yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah Dalton yeah.
3: is now um, uh, much poorer. Yeah, uh, we were really white. It's all African American yeah. now. But it's it's you know when you hear about the South Side of Chicago and the the violence, a lot of it. Down is in, in my Dalton. old town, yeah, oh, wow. a lot of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah.
2: Because the Southside, just in in well, in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. has really has really transitioned from being. Well, the white flight, yeah, you know, just kept it. It You know, Dalton was white flight, Mm -hmm. but then it just it kept the flight kept going. Now it's even like in
3: the it's in the farm fields. Yeah, 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 they keep running away from each other. Yeah, and um, what was and your your what was your how many kids in your family? Three three kids in my family, uh, an older sister Julie, younger brother Bob, and we grew up on the um and we lived our our whole life two different houses in Dalton, and went to St Jude Church and hung out with you know it was a pretty small community. Um, hung out with the same people like yeah for years and um uh it- yeah, yeah. Not not a lot of not a lot of um, people saying, "Oh, I want to be an actress or I want to be a singer." That yeah. Wasn't, how wasn't did you? Happening. How did
2: they? How did your people end up in Dalton? Did they start yeah, my, in the oh, city? And, they
3: started in the city. Yeah. My, my parents um, lived on the south side of Chicago. My mother in South Shore, which is about sixty eighth and South Shore. Yeah. And my dad, 79th ninth and Emerald, an actual Irish neighborhood with Irish. He's he's first generation. My grandmother came from Ireland, so did yeah. my grandfather, and um, everybody around them was Irish. You yeah. Know, and uh, the, then two blocks down this. Uh, uh away from them was the polish neighborhood and, yeah yeah um and nary the Two shall meet. Yes. But they would meet in the Catholic Church. Yes. They would, they oh, would, really? um, they, yeah. would share, yeah, they would share. There wasn't, there wasn't different
2: parishes. There, for, you, there
3: was, and, but it would also, because it was done by your, your, your block, you know, where you live. Oh, you
2: didn't get to choose you where you were. not get to oh, choose. Wow. So well, you're did,
3: worshiping with the Poles. I did
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> I will not worship with the Poles. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you know, that's something good about. Po, uh, yeah. Catholic authoritarianism. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it's you know.
3: Yeah, it was the miscegenation
2: center. between the Irish and the poles. Indeed, Do you, you know, know there I mean? are
3: more poles in Chicago than Warsaw. That's what, that's I, what I've heard, heard. That yeah, yeah. I and, that's well, true, and but.
2: now there's sort of. I just know from a few years ago, uh, having a for my mom's seventieth birthday, mm-hmm. renting a house in Michigan. What part? What and, part? Uh, it was it was below, just south of Holland. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. which town, but it was right on the shore mm-hmm. and. All the houses around there were owned by poles. Oh, really? By, by like the poles uh, that came from Poland. Yeah, yeah. Or that, or that, like, because in Chicago, identified yeah, yeah, they're like the real Polish poles. Because yeah. there were people, there truly are people, and I don't know if it's still the same. But when I was there, people that had lived in Chicago for fifty years and never spoke English. Yeah, yes, because absolutely. They did not need to. No, because they stayed in they their had, communities. Yeah, they had it. They had. I, when I used to, I worked in film production, one of my first time jobs uh Mike Ditka absently minded uh-huh. uh, absent mindedly wondered aloud if there was a polish restaurant still there <laughs> and this you know ask kissy production coordinator sends me to go find it with nothing more than a name Milwaukee avenue uh-huh so I'm driving up and down looking for Polska <laughs> on Milwaukee Avenue stop people to ask no one spoke English oh really no one spoke I had English no from idea. A, from People in their 20s to people in their 70s. Wow. Polish, only yeah. Polish on Milwaukee wow. Avenue. And I did find Staropolska and it was delicious and I, <laughs> I ate there for many years. Did you? So yes, it's one of the only things I can thank yeah. Mike Ditka for.
3: You know, Aside there, from the, the, maybe, the, 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 the 1985. Bold. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, there's a particular. Um, Polish Chicago accent too you know Jeff Machowski at Second State, uh-huh. he's a perfect example of, it's kind of like this you yeah know, a little bit uh, like this yeah, like yeah. This. yeah, yeah. And, uh, what's his name uh, Michael McKean did it so well in Superior Donuts uh-huh. uh, the, the play yeah that's a particular accent yep. and he just nailed it
2: That well that Chicago accent yeah, yeah that's. I mean I can hear you know I, I still hear it when I go to my like when my sister will talk about her dad her dad and I just <laughs> and it just it's, you know you get my used to my mom and dad to, yeah you get used to not hearing it and then sometimes – well, and then sometimes, like, I can uh, – a friend of mine just made fun of me because we were listening. To a, a, there was an old song on the radio, and I said uh, – she thought, like, oh, I think that's so-and-so. And I said, like, nah, it's Candy Stanton. And she went,
3: Candy <laughs> Stanton,
2: <laughs> Candy Stanton. And I was like, oh, shit. That comes up. Yeah, that's Candy Stanton. Yeah. Um, so um, what kind of kid were you?
3: Um, I Kind of the um, – I mean, I I, I was a, the funny kid. Yeah, yeah, I was in the middle of my family. Funny yeah. family? Yeah, uh, yeah, my family was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, mine um, too. Yeah, oh, well, that's and good. They put, and
2: they always put a. Priority. Uh, um, I mean, most yes. everybody in the family put a priority on B. Be- Even the unfunny ones that weren't mm-hmm. so funny that they yes. liked that they were surrounded by funny My people.
3: brother's very dry funny. It sneaks up on you. Yeah. And my sister's not that funny. She's, um, uh, although good audience. Yeah. Um, she's unintentionally funny. And so was my mother, completely unintentionally funny. Whatever went in her head came out of her mouth. And what came out of her mouth sometimes was just And did amazing. she mind being laughed at? Uh, she didn't notice. She was a little spacey. Oh, oh yeah. And she kind of barely laughed listened and uh, and then her voice would just kind
2: of just... Uh is there a psychological component to that effect? Yeah. You think because <laughs> yeah. it sure sounds like there might be one. You
3: know, there. There, I think it was kind of a, um, n- a not one hundred percent commitment to the here and now. Yeah, yeah, you know, a little bit. She's uh, half Swedish, and yeah. that tended yeah, yeah. to win out the Swedish. You're Swedish, aren't you? I am. I'm yeah.
2: Swedish. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, you know, these goddamn DNA tests. I'm mostly yeah. English, which nobody ever weird for bothered. me too. I'm barely nobody Swedish er- in my DNA. I don't know how that happened. They brought it. You know, every it was. Well, like I mean, the the two things that we were that we really sort of that people sort of, because it's the mainly the 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 male names that get carried on the family. That's names right, yeah. That carried on, which was Richter, and then uh, and then my you know my grandmother's maiden name was Lagerquist. She was Swedish, mm-hmm. um, but uh, so it was German and Swedish, mm-hmm. but you know. German isn't so funded, you know. German's a little more problematic yeah. in terms of like ah, <laughs> right. great German heritage. Yes, exactly. Let's fondly remember everything <laughs> the German it's people d- have especially done, especially around 1918 <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. through
1: 1945. Oh boy, they really they were on fire. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Uh, so the Swedish was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of oh yeah, they're nice. They're a nice people. Yeah, yeah. But depressed are, in the winter. Holy but nice
2: shit, they're depressed. Yeah, there are there are that such that was fantastic. Kind of had yeah. There's mm-hmm. such fantastic pictures of my grandmother's siblings who had... She she was born in China to Swedish missionaries. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And they they had lived around the world and then when the Boxer Rebellion happened and they had to leave and like, you know, my my uh, great-grandfather who was a physician too was almost murdered wow. and had to be spoken up for and escape in the middle of the night. Um, all these kids, I, I think there were maybe six of them, they went all over the world and most of them uh uh, farmed, mm-hmm. but they ended up all over Canada, all over North America, and I think somebody might have gone to England. But I or, they were split up all. over. Yeah, they little. all okay. just kind of they didn't stay they together. To they the just kind of yeah. scattered, yeah. and and were farmers and different things. Mm-hmm. And um, there are pictures of my grandmother and her siblings at things like in the fifties, early sixties, and it's just these, lo- like you know, at a, like a lake house, sitting <laughs> on it, sitting at a picnic table, just like. Ten plow horse people with the saddest looks on yeah. their faces. Like, yeah, it's summer. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's nice. We but roast a pig. I think you it's know. just a tease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the point? <laughs> no point. It's yeah. all a slog, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's uh, that does sound right at the, the yeah, Swedish. Yeah, so I think alley. that was my mom. Yeah. That
3: was m- m- kind of my mom's thing. My dad was uh, the happiest guy. Oh wow! Joyful, corny. Yeah, really good person. banker. Right, he was a banker. Yeah. Like local loan, he never became like a big, you know. Uh, uh, he, I think he got up to vice president, uh-huh. but um, just a really solid, wonderful guy. And people still say to me, "How you know? How's your dad? My dad's been gone for about fifteen years now." Yeah. But you know, we just loved your dad. He was yeah, just yeah. good old, good solid. I don't know. I yeah. Just, yeah, he was just really something.
2: My good. mom's, my mom's dad was like that. He was. He was – everybody – he just – he didn't even work really hard. He mm-hmm. kind of just like he sold real estate mm-hmm. and he sold insurance. But he mostly just had an office in downtown Yorkville, Illinois, and <laughs> played cards. Oh, isn't that great? And everybody loved everybody him. Loved everybody loved him. Everybody just loved him because he was just a nice man, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and I – you know, like I'm very proud of that. I think it's mm-hmm. like – it's that's like such – to just be a nice person, yeah, that's kind and makes mm-hmm. people happy. Like, holy shit, does the world need more? And of when you
3: like, even my uh, my nieces and nephews are just you know uh, uh, will bring up stories about him. They loved him, yeah, and he made such an impact on them. And uh, it's a really great thing. And you yeah. know, my my sister, my, I was talking to my brother in law. We were on. Vacation, like we do, we go on vacation every year. We go to Santa Barbara, and we were sitting in the lobby of the hotel, uh, waiting for everybody to come because we were going to walk on the beach. And my brother-in-law started to talk about my dad and just kind of burst into tears. He oh said, wow! God, I miss him. Oh You know he wow. made such an effect on my brother-in-law yeah, too. Yeah. Who's like a, you know, he's been around for like thirty yeah. years in the family and just uh, just loved him.
2: Was your dad one of those people too? That's like just sort of blessed to be unencumbered by all the mental fucking yes. bullshit. And yeah, he yeah. went through
3: it. He went through it as a kid. Oh, he did. Yeah, there was a you know my my grandmother and my grandfather were at each other like uh, viciously. Yeah, yeah. Um, the there was uh, it was a lot of tension with the, there were like five boys and one girl, and my dad was the he was the second born, and he was the uh, the the diplomat, mm-hmm. and he kept people to their sides. You go over here, you go over there. You know, he'd be up in the middle of the night as like a 10-year-old, you know, refereeing this fight and negotiating. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up being that guy. But it didn't encumber him. It didn't make him, um, uh, you know, vengeful or or depressed or I didn't get the childhood I deserve. He just – and he was so great at – we're just going to let that go. Yeah. We just let it go.
2: Some people – you know, it's like some people – they just get they get the luck of the draw and their serotonin levels yeah, they are do. good it, you know it's and it's true. just like cuz there's certainly like with me it's just like cuz i kind of had that role i was sort of the middle and yeah, I know. and was the peacekeeper mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff when things were tough but yeah but no it i i've always had a brain that's like cuz it i started to when things are good in my life yeah be like all the all the categories i used to worry about you yeah. know romance job future you, you know money they're all good, mm-hmm. and yet I still feel like what's the fucking point of yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. And that's where the meds come in. Yeah, well, you know? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: think you know we are born with a certain nature. Yeah. And they're you know fighting that nature is is fruitless. I think it's the acceptance yeah. that um, you know like uh, uh, I I uh, I don't I don't get depressed. Knock on wood. I just don't and never yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but there I know some people who do, and I was like, you know what. You have a depressive nature, and it doesn't define who Mm-mm, you are. No. And there are remedies, just like if you had, uh, you know, uh, diabetes, you would take insulin. Yeah. You're going to take a little whatever, you know. And it, and what, you know,
2: what for me a number of years ago, it just started getting better. I mean, I've been on, I'm have been i still on medication. I've been mm-hmm. on medication. But I've been on me- medi- medication forever, and it was kind of like, eh, it was okay. And I don't know what happened, whether it was just— Age or something shifted, something popped, and yeah. I just and I'm better, but I still, you know, probably one of my most profound fears is that my brain goes bad again, and I, I bet you know, and yeah. because it's just when you don't have control over mm-hmm. your moods, mm-hmm. it, oh. you did you, it, you feel so powerless, yeah. and then and then. It, you know, like when you're trying to get things right, you're trying different things, and mm-hmm. it's not working. It's, you know, it's it's always it's always like it's always in my mind, like yeah, that could that could happen again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and there's nothing I can do. It's not there, like I, no. you know, but it is like, yeah, that would suck.
3: Yeah, and you you could be plowed over by a bus too. Yeah, and, that's and, but true. But the possibility of your brain going bad yeah. is probably a little greater. Yeah, thing. yeah. So you know, and I'm going to be a commercial for transcendental uh, meditation right now, but I, I do TM, Uh-huh. and I, it's you know, like I don't have a depressive nature, but it, there is a, a lightness in my life. Because of beca- that. I think it's because How of that. How long it. has
2: been, had that been?
3: Um, I've been doing it now for about a year, but I used to do it in the 90s too. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped and I picked it up again. And I went, why did I stop doing this? Yeah. But there's something about it that in finding that what they call the transcendent place, but really it's about dropping. <sighs> and yeah. uh, you don't have to get rid of your thoughts. That's not what it is. But it's a, it, you just kind of let everything be. It's the most forgiving um, uh, me- a meditation technique I've ever seen, mm. but it—I've it, it, heard really great things from people who have depressive natures about how it kind of releases them. I, you know, it's brain training, yeah. I and mean, there's scientific evidence. There. I
2: never have really g- given a good charge meditation, and yeah. I always, it always seems like, oh, that would be something pretty good, and then I don't know for some reason. I just—I yeah. mean, you know, we'll see. Who yep. knows? Maybe who knows? tomorrow. Maybe maybe you maybe will have this just change yes. everything maybe for I'll, me. Yeah, maybe I deliver be, and I'll the have message. To, I'll have to <laughs> Change my name to, you know, <laughs> Shri something. Yeah. Um. So you are uh, an out, gay Lesbionic person. Uh, Lesbianic, yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. Lesbianic Sappho of In- a woman. D- yes, indeed. Um. At, was there an age at which you kind of started to get know the that? notion? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, as soon as I be, became uh, – oh God, I knew it all along, but I didn't know the, the name for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was more interested in the girls in school. But in my brain, I wasn't saying, oh, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. I knew that I had crushes on neighborhood ladies. Um, uh but I didn't know they were crushes. I was just in love with them. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to be about 12 or 13, and there's a word for it. And also, I'm noticing, I don't want to go out with Jimmy. I don't want to be a, have a boyfriend. I want to have a Girlfriend, oh boy, and yeah. then there was a name for it. I found out there was a name for it, and yeah. um, I was like, oh, "Do you my remember God. how you found that out?" Yes, I was hanging out with the Isaacson twins. Oh, <laughs> those fuckers! <laughs> yeah, they were—they were kind of a dark influence. They were—they were kind of mischievous. Um, those twins, my mother would say, "Stay away from those twins." Uh, they uh, said they were in um, Fort Lauderdale on vacation, and there were guys who walked up and down the beach holding hands, and it's called gay. And I went oh, inside, of course. Right. I am the gay, the male, the female version of that. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's like a disease. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, that's a tough thing. And, you know, uh, it, I do wish that it wasn't a tough thing, but it wasn't that awful for me I, yeah. I ended up being in theater and the theater is just teeming with the gays oh no kidding yeah. Jews you know. too and Jews oh, gays and so Jews so many gays and Jews
2: whenever I do and a polls. whenever I've had to like host a political <laughs> fundraiser mm. I, I, I always here in LA I always like to say like hello queers and Jews because <laughs> you know, it's always a liberal it's thing it's true yeah yeah Seth
3: MacFarlane once said at a dem- Democratic thing hello fellow Im- abortion enthusiasts <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Um, so did you – well, did you like date boys to – A
3: little bit. Not much. Not Couldn't much. Couldn't find it in me at all yeah, to do yeah. it. I that, didn't see, want to – See, that's
2: it. almost better, and it all, you didn't. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And, I, and when I would be going to like a dance with a guy – because I wanted to go to the dance. Sure. I o- would almost throw up going, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, my goodness. My body would not let me do it. Yeah. But I did it anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so you went to college uh,
3: downstate, right? Yeah, Illinois State. Illinois State. Which is actually right in the center. In In the the center, center, right.
2: Bloomington Normal. Yeah, Bloomington Normal. Um, Yeah, it's probably you and then David Foster Wallace. You know David Foster Wallace? Yeah. He taught there.
3: He did? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think,
2: I think he, even that's where he was when he died. No, yeah, I, yeah. Are you sure? I or was sure. it at
3: University of Illinois? No. It oh was God. It was at ISU. Really? I, you know, you would think I would know that. Yeah, I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I, I thought he was a pretty amazing guy. Right.
2: And you were walking around thinking you were the most famous, fancy <laughs> ISU <guess> so. graduate <laughs> oh, yeah, ever. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so how, what was college like college for you when was, you got down there? It was
3: great because I started – I didn't g- go into theater immediately because my parents told me, you know, you'll never get a job in that. So why don't you um, – um, uh, major in mass communications. It's theater adjacent. Right, sure. And then I, by the time I'm a sophomore, I'm uh, doing plays and I'm not going to any classes. and oh, yeah. And so I had to, uh, I changed my major without them knowing. I got a tuition waiver. Uh, so I didn't, my parents didn't have to uh, um, didn't have to know because they, they're yeah. not paying for it. Well, well, they were paying for it, but they were very happy that they didn't have to pay for my tuition. And I told them – I didn't tell them it was because I was a major. I just told them I auditioned for it. They didn't connect the dots that I had changed. Uh, and then it turns out they really didn't care. They weren't paying that much attention. Right, right, right. Um, and it was a bigger deal to me. Uh, were you a good student? I mean, uh, yes. you been, yeah, once, yeah, Once I got into what you I wanted see, to I do. Would,
2: I would have guessed that also, too, just in high school
3: that – I he, was not a good student in high school. Oh, you weren't. You I was weren't. C, C-plus Oh, wow. Yeah, see, good. I do
2: you you know excellence seems like something that you kind of
3: oh thank you not, not academically though but oh, once really? I got into my theater stuff I I, start, I got like for the last two years of college I had straight A's every semester yeah. before that I was you know C, B but so my uh, great GPA when I left was like 3.3 it wasn't as out of 4 it right. wasn't as high as it would have been had I been focused on what on, I really wanted theater to do the entire but I time. don't have a math mind I don't have a science mind Yeah. Um, and I, I struggled through the, all of that yeah. struggled and cheated to be absolutely oh, really? frank
2: yes. when you got to was, was that ISU is that uh, being in college was that what made you think like okay acting that's what I want to do that's, yes yeah
3: yeah yeah absolutely and there's a yeah. great theater department at ISU yeah. in fact a lot of the Steppenwolf people uh, went there like uh, Laurie Metcalf and um, uh, uh, Tom Irwin probably people you don't know but anyway no I, I mean, Randy or, or, Arney yeah, a yeah. lot of people who are, I know the names um, yeah. yeah
2: that were, but yeah I think I think that's a very common especially a Midwestern thing mm-hmm. that you don't. You have you have all this stuff in you. You have you have who you are, and then but you don't. It isn't until you get out of that town that you realize right. the, that somehow the universe gives you permission to be like, oh yeah, I do like that. Yes, and exactly. I do want to pursue that because. I mean, I you know, I've talked about this before, but the notion of, why, of being from Yorkville, Illinois right. and saying I'm going to be in show business. Right. And whether that means even – and to me, that could have meant being a prop guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Did you know you wanted to be – I knew I wanted to be – I knew I wanted to do something funny. I uh-huh. knew I wanted oh, to good. do something creative. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was afraid to act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, too, quite frankly, had not been – uh, encouraged very well. Not yeah. my mom and my parents, my mom and my stepdad and my, and my dad too, they were very sort of laissez faire. Yeah, and my mother, my mother early on, I think was explicitly was sort of, you know, like I, like the idea behind every police force, which they don't, they sort of have forgotten this, but yeah. this is the, the, the mission statement of of the police is supposed to be that they're working towards their own obsolescence uh-huh and to me that's always yeah. kind of been what parenting is yeah okay. you're working yeah. you you are working as hard as you can to make yourself useless mm-hmm. to this creature that you've devoted your life to right and and my mother explicitly Said that at a, you know to us early. I want you to do whatever you want to do, mm. as long as you're happy. Go be happy. Mm-hmm. Do whichever you want to do. Um, I think when she got towards the empty nest, she sort of was like, "Wait a, Wait minute. a minute, hold
3: on, get back Just, here, yeah. somebody.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you're I don't care. At least to one me. of you get back here." <laughs> um, but so, uh, but I and I wasn't really sure what that was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 I was in plays and mm-hmm. the plays in our school, and I would. At, there was a spring director and a fall director, uh English teacher and a guidance counselor. Oh. And I would I would ask the gu- main guy in charge of the guidance counselor, why are these plays so stupid? I mean, they were like Martin and Lewis movies. Oh like, yeah. There was one called Boys and Ghouls Together that was around That was the like, plays you Halloween, doing? yes. And nothing. No Pippin. Mm-hmm. No, you know whose life is in any way mm-hmm. the dumbest, most puerile shit. You, nothing. None of, of stuff? that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Not even like. Not even our town. Not yeah. even like the. You know, we're music man. Yeah. You know, uh, and he's like, ah, we tried to do serious plays and nobody liked it. Like, oh, okay. You know, it's like the beginning That's not of just true. Like, I'm sure. I know, of course, you not. probably it's didn't just understand the it or of not yeah. giving a shit. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And. And I was in a, I was, so I went out for all the plays and I don't remember exactly what point, I think it was like my sophomore play into the next one. And there was this, uh, the next play was, there was a part that was kind of like, and I mean, and this is completely incorrect, but I mean, basically that's the way these things work. There was like a swami, (laughs) literally like a swami in this play. And it it was like the main comedic part Mm -hmm. of the play. And I could do it. I did it. I knew I nailed it. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm the fucking Swami." Now, <laughs> I go to look at the when they they post the parts, and I'm sort of like Norm, the guy that works at the office, and I, you know, and I, I've always been self possessed enough to make a fucking beeline yeah. <laughs> for the guy that cast this thing yeah. and say, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and he says, "Well." He said, yeah, you were really good at that part. You're better than the kid that I gave it to. He said, and in fact, he said, like, uh, in all the years I've been doing this, you're the best natural actor I've ever worked with. He said, you don't, he goes, you don't need training. You just, you, he goes, everybody just from scratch, you're just the best. But last year uh, Mr. Barron said you and Julie Kraft were a bit of a disruptive influence backstage <laughs> <laughs> meaning we had fun.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> meaning we enjoyed each
2: other's company in
3: spite of the stupid
2: play. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and, and joked around and had fun mm-hmm. cuz we were fucking theater kids. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and 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 he said so I decided like I'll give you this role and if you if you show that you can really commit <gasps> to fucking Ding Dong Dell or whatever the fuck it was. And he's like, you could really commit to this. Uh, then I figure like, you know, you could do uh, then next time we can maybe give you a bigger role. And I said, "Well, thank you very much, but I'm not going to do this. You can find somebody else to play, play Bob right, or whatever." Right, yeah, right. And I never did another play. Really? God, you were self possessed. I never did another play for them because mm-hmm. fuck you fuck me, fuck you. Yeah. That's been like a you know <laughs> <laughs> a quiet like yeah. I'm the guy on the bus mumbling, "Fuck me, no, fuck you." You know, I'm not the one screaming it. Um, but so I never really had a lot. You know, I didn't. I did speech team. Yeah, yeah. So I what had did you that. Do a, a, I did prose. Oh, okay. And uh, so what is I did that. You read. read you read something? short stories. Oh, It's oh, just wow. reading short stories, like interpreting
3: it. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. A story. Oh, I bet you'd be great because
2: there was like also dramatic interpretation and humorous that, yeah. interpretation, and those you didn't have a script. Mm-hmm. Prose is just you know. You're reading a short story. Once upon a time, yeah. It's just you go and stand. You go in some on a Saturday in a math class in you know Coal City, Illinois, (laughs) and you read a story that you found in the New Yorker. You know, and they give you a ribbon. New Yorker,
3: that's pretty. Oh no, I was. uh,
2: Yeah, no, I was. I yeah, I tried. I Mm -hmm. didn't want to just read the same old. You know, I don't even remember the. You know, just the same old stories that they all read. Yeah. Um, But so yeah, so I went to college with the same thing of just Mm -hmm. like I can't. You can't do this for a living. And then you get there and you're like, oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, you
3: can. Yeah, you can. Why not? And even if I wasn't even thinking about a living, I was thinking about this. I love this. Yeah. 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 This is what I want to do. And my mother always said... Like after I do a play, she'd say, honey, you were really good, but I want you to know you need to learn how to type because you need something to fall back on. Yeah. And I would say, okay, okay. And I, of course, wouldn't learn to type. And then after I had done Shakespeare in the Park and Lincoln Park in Chicago, we did a a production of – what's the one with the twins? I forget. Uh, Children's Hour? No, 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 no. uh, Shakespeare. Oh, Twins, the nah, lesbians' I don't know. Children I don't know out that out no there. no no I didn't know Anyway I, 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 I didn't I didn't
2: know I don't know a lot oh, okay. of Shakespeare But anyway and I
3: and obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not a showing fan that, yeah <laughs> Well I was a big fan were back ya? then and um, uh, we did a production of it and whatever the play is I, I'm losing it I'm sure everybody out there is screaming at yeah, yeah, the yeah. twins or not or not a lot of dum dums listen to this thing <laughs> <laughs> And my mom said you were very good but I've always seen you teaching and I stopped her and I said never again you cannot say that to me ever. How again. And where was this? What, I was senior like year? Twenty-eight years old. Oh, yeah. This I was is in out Chicago. Yeah, this oh, is wow. out of college. And uh and she went, Oh, okay. And she never did. She never said it. Yeah,
2: when I the first time I left the Conan show after seven years, mm-hmm. uh and I had been I had been antsy. I mm-hmm. and my my parents had known like I just kind of felt like I was doing the same thing over and over. And I, I had ambition. I wanted mm-hmm. to see what more I could do and I wanted to act, frankly. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad and he said he said, "Oh, I said, you know what I finally decided and I went in and I told Conan and I'm gonna, and it was a protracted process, but he went like, oh, that's great. I know you'd been, this has really been on your mind and stuff but um, if you change your mind, uh, you can still go back to work for him right and I In said, no you know faith. I said, Dad, you know, I wish this wasn't the first thing you'd asked me. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you could maybe ask me this after ten questions. Yeah. Like like what's your like what are you thinking of doing? I mean, what do you like, feel like you yeah, wanna yeah, do? Yeah. And yeah. good for you yes. for making the break. You know, I know just, that
3: took a lot of courage. It was Yeah, well just
2: Yeah. I mean, I just kinda felt like mm-hmm. i d I'd enjoyed a lot of good fortune. Mm-hmm. And I had done some good work, and, and I but I just was antsy, and I wanted to see if I could make it bigger. Yeah. And I just, you know, it was sort of a almost a basic kind of entrepreneurial spirit, but also just the, you know, the dissatisfaction that can fuel us. Yes. I mean, I, yeah. I just talked to Scott Thompson, and that mm-hmm. this isn't enough mm-hmm. is the thing that can really, like, mm-hmm. especially when we're young and mm-hmm. especially in this business— It is the fuel we run on. this isn't enough. You can get to a certain point where it's like, oh, this is now eating away at me. This this isn't enough. At Mm -hmm. some point, it's got to be enough Mm -hmm. or you're going to go to your grave. Right.
3: Frustrated. Yeah. In shitty
2: shape. So.
0: Mm This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians, as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts
1: love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places but well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile we have America's largest 5G network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop we have the 5G speed you need whatever takes you on the go T-Mobile's got you covered find out more at T-Mobile.com network today
3: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit
2: Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Can't you tell my loves are growing? So, um... Were
3: you making a living as an actor in those At, early days in Chicago? Uh, th- it, let's see. It, th- there was a point that I was, yes. Yeah. Um, not then, uh, but then I joined the Second City Touring Company. Oh, yeah. Started making a living. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it was It's a not a great living, living. It wasn't yeah. great, but it was – I didn't need much. Yeah, yeah. As far as I was concerned, I was making a great living. Yeah. And um, I loved per diem. It was like a whole bunch of cash that they just put right in your hand. Yeah. Uh, so, I started doing that and how – did, How did that happen?
2: How did you getting – from you know, being a
3: – theater
2: like the person Shakespeare company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare lady into yeah. into yuck, yuck. Yeah. Remember
3: um, how you would uh, like try to get an audition general with the Goodman? Yeah. And then you try to get a general – you had to call. Yeah. Remember, you would call and busy, busy, and then finally someone would pick up, oh, and you'd get it. Well, and you send out resumes and stuff like that in the Chicago area. Right. Um, and uh, so uh, it was just one of the resumes I had sent out.
1: And oh, wow. they called
3: me in. Wow. And I don't know based on what, because I hadn't done any comedy. I don't think they knew who, they didn't know who I was. I was just doing little plays off loopers, and the yeah. non-equity stuff. And um, uh, so anyway, I came in and I auditioned with a ton of other people. And um, I never liked improv, scared the hell out of me, but yeah. I got up there and did, and I got cast. Two, they chose Jill Tally. And me and uh, Michael McCarthy. Um, oh gosh, who else? Greg Holloman, who was you know Greg. From sure, of Strangers course, from the *Strangers the
2: Candy*. Candy with, yeah, uh, Mr. Blackman. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah so yeah. The, that was our our touring. Those company.
2: are amazing. That's a really fucking talented
3: bunch. Yeah, just that's those. a talented. Yeah, yeah. Group. We were a little older than the rest of them too. Ah. We were like twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and had anyone else
2: been through their whole, you know, five five classes? No, of Levels of, us. of classes In on fact, a T-shirt.
3: They, they they kind of they didn't. They didn't cast from that. Wow. That, they, That's it, such there a was fucking no, gimmick. I know. There that was, was what, no guarantee. I never
2: did Second City because I just heard – I heard the word on the street was go to the I.O. If you're any good, Sharno will put you on stage. Yeah. If you go to Second City, you got to go through five classes, and maybe
3: you get a T-shirt, and maybe you get an audition. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm sure they let him audition, but rarely did anybody out of the classes. get put on the stage. In fact, I can't. I don't know one instance. Maybe, maybe there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And uh, you remember John Favreau? Mm -hmm, He was a dishwasher.
2: (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's right. No, I know. Or a
3: host, or something well, he like that. Had, you know,
2: he and I did improv together. You know, at I O. Uh, yeah, yeah, at I O, uh, which is improv uh, Yeah, improv Olympic. lingo. Yeah. Um, and uh, in fact, I remember <laughs> doing something once because Sharna would, you know, ran us out for uh, special events. Mm-hmm. There was something. It was some suburban high school, and they called it uh, Venetian Night, <laughs> which I think the idea was that they would that it was I think based Ven- on something that like. In Venice, there's a festival, and you go from gondola to gondola. And, and this was in each classroom; there were different.
3: We did that at our activities. Church. We yeah, called yeah, yeah. it portico.
2: Oh, this was this was Venetian night. Oh, that's so funny. And we did. 15-minute, 20-minute improv shows, like five of them. Right, one after and the, the other. Yeah, and one after the other. And did the the they ring and the bell
3: in between each? Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the class yeah, bell. Yeah, yeah like and the then, class and bell. That, and you that go that in was the hallway like, and you go to the next show. It was me
2: and Favreau and maybe four or five other really? people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. how fun. Yeah. No, he and I have known each other for a gazillion years. Yeah, yeah. He's doing
3: so well. Well, fuck oh my yeah. God. yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I went to Second City, Um, but I was in that Shakespeare company that I was in was called Free Shake. well, it was called Free Shakespeare, and then it became Chicago Shakespeare, and, but not the Chicago Shakespeare that's there now. That's actually a big company. Yeah. But we used to uh, rent ourselves out to high schools, and we'd show up with a little bit of a set, some cheapo costumes, and we'd do scenes from Romeo and Juliet, from Macbeth, from you know uh, any Shakespeare show. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was a lot of fun, and we yeah. got paid for that too. Yeah. We'd get you know. 50 bucks, a show, did you have bucks to, a
2: show, Did you have to stop the Shakespeare when you got into Second City? Yes. And yeah. did your Shakespeare friends be like, you sell you
3: out? So, you yeah. sell yeah. No, by the time I left that Shakespeare company, because I was such a pain in the ass <gasps> and persnickety. Really? And I, I, you know, I came from classical training. I went to a, um, a, a, a you know, Cornell. Uh, we had a, cl- a classical part of our training where we learned how to fence and everything. Oh, and wow. I was pretentious as all get out. And I hated what they were doing. I thought it was sad. A lot of people, you know, screwed around with the language, and they weren't pure the way I was. So by the time I left, the guy said to me, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Oh, boy. So they were happy to see me go. <laughs> in the rear everybody waved. Yeah, Bye-bye. yeah. Uh, now, during this time, are you out? Are you are you dating? No, are I'm you... not dating for really? sure. Yeah. Um, I'm out-ish. Yeah. Ish, yeah, but still a little afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, uh, oh, what, what What's the, I mean, aside— Probably the Brady Bunch when we— we did the real life Brady. Bunch, yeah, that I was, you know, and it well, wasn't like I had a moment like I held a press conference. Well, but that's but, when
2: I started to get to know you, and it right. did seem just having because there were a lot of people that knew you from because we. For those that don't know, uh, there was a show in Chicago. That was started by Jill Soloway and Faith Soloway. Right. Jill Soloway from Transparent, Transparent. And Faith Soloway, who now they're doing a musical version, and Faith did all the music
3: no, for great. that. great. I knew Faith from Second City. Yeah. And she was our, our S- musical director. Yeah,
2: because for those who don't know, every – Chicago-style improv groups, seven, eight to ten people, and there's a piano player that is improvising a – a yes, score it along is a with skill. you. It is. There were maybe three or four in town that could mm-hmm, do it, and mm-hmm. they were. They never were wanting for work for work. Yeah, and because Bill, there was faith is one of yeah, them. and faith was a genius. Genius
3: and the nicest no, person, the
2: best, the, the best person light. in the world. Yeah. yeah. And she, well, and she actually had just was kind of coming out at that time. I know she, she had came had a, out
3: to me. Oh, she did. She was dating Tim Meadows. Yeah. who was also in my tour, yeah, our from touring SNL, group. and another yeah. person I've known to her a million years. He went home. To, I don't even know if Tim knows this. He went home to Detroit to visit his family, and Faith and I went out and made out all night. Oh wow! So I ushered her into the ways of Sappho. Oh my goodness! But that was, and we were friends. That was we made out one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But she didn't say anything. She just made out with you. And you're like, I think she might be gay. I think gay. she
3: might be a <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure about her. I she, do have good gadar, And I got a feeling about this one that's yeah, sitting on my lap I right now. I could taste it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, um, yeah, right. no, because I remember, because when I first got to know her, because mm-hmm. I, I knew Jill, and she and Tim were dating. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was. So Another I, nice, wonderful person. Tim. Oh, he's Tim the, met best. the best. He's I love him so much. Yeah. And but that. Yeah. But so it was all that was kind of happening yeah, to yeah. me coming in fairly new to all of this. That's right. Where
3: did you come from? I, I, came,
2: I came from IO. Okay. I. can I went to Columbia College Film School. Oh, OK. Um, did a lot of. I, I'm a film actor. I didn't – I took a couple of theater classes and thought they were silly. Yeah. yeah. I had – I remember Charles Grodin wrote a book, and and he – his first book is really – Cantankerous. I think it's called. Uh, it would be so nice if you weren't here,
3: <laughs> I which is what that. somebody
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody when he was working in a castle and he just there was nowhere for them to go. Him mm-hmm. and then the actress in the scene and they sat somewhere and the woman that ran the castle said, "It would be so nice if you weren't here." <laughs> um, but he wrote about his taking early <laughs> acting classes and he said that he got thrown out of them because he kept saying, "Why, why, why?" Yeah. They'd say, "Do this," you know, like be a tree, and he'd be. Like, why? Why, I don't want to – I want to be a person in a play. I don't want to be a <laughs> exactly. tree, you know. I remember
3: going to uh, somebody who wasn't a very good director, and I had been, you know, working for a, quite a while. said, now let's do the lines really slow. And I said, why?
2: Yeah. She
3: said, well, just because.
2: Because <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've had – I've been – I was in a movie where somebody – did that to me, uh, and it was infuriating. Yeah, yeah. They were, bad. now do them, do them fast. Do them real fast. Yeah, fast, yeah. Fast, fast. Now do them, do them, but then stop in the middle of every line. <laughs> like, just show, this like somebody's so fucking scared that somebody's going to figure out, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah,
1: right.
2: <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I just, at that time, I remember it was like, it seemed like everybody was coming out, and everybody's. and Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that we, was a
3: special time. We, you know, we were all yeah, bursting out. Yeah, we did
2: this show, The Real Life <laughs> Brady Bunch. Which was just Brady's on stage. It had a game show yep. that preceded it. The real live give, game show. Yeah, to give oh, it was an audience participation mm-hmm. game. It was a really. You were the announcer. I and was the director. announcer well, when we went on the run. I wasn't yeah. initially. Oh, but, you weren't. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was Howard. Yeah. yeah. When a when Jill, I just you know the whole sh- the whole theater, the annoyance theater, everyone would turn out on Tuesday nights. We would do two shows, yep. and every and one of the main re- things was well, it was all hands on deck in terms of just. Mm -hmm. turning the the house over for two shows. Yes. And there were live commercials that we did for merchants that needed, uh, you know, improv performers. So we do commercials. It's the summer
3: of 1990. (laughs) That's how long ago it was.
2: Yep. And, uh, and then also the bit parts. Like I think the first one Mm -hmm. I played Buddy Hinton's father, the bully's father. Uh I think that was the first one that I did in the actual show. Uh, But when Jill, they got to go to uh, New New York. York, Village uh, gate. And to the village gate. And, um, a guy Mark Howard Sutton mm-hmm. was also running the theater and he had been playing Mike Brady and doing the announcing yeah. and he wasn't going to go and I knew that and I said to Jill, "Hey, put a wig on me." <laughs> and she went, "Huh, okay, you know." And it got me, out, you know, it got yeah. me to New York, which got everything kind of rolling, you So you played you know? Mike Brady. I played your I played husband, Carol yeah. Brady, and your we, wife. I did yeah. feel very much like we were the adults. Uh, of the I group. do, me too. Absolutely, me too. we Absolutely. were the adults. We both had like we both live separate.
3: Mm-hmm. That's we li- right. We, yeah. I, I, we, I lived in a, 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 the, the Salvation Army mm-hmm. by myself,
2: and I lived. You lived by yourself as I, well. I had well, I had a friend that lived in uh, Hell's Kitchen that let me pay half her studio apartment rent to sleep on a futon in her corner. for And everybody many else, months. like,
3: l- housed it. They in lived in warehouses. Yes,
2: and, stuff. and yeah, and like this weird loft space that they'd put up sheets to create yes. rooms. So they
3: lived together, worked together. Fucked together, Fuck together <laughs> cried together, fought together, drank together, yeah. did poppers together. Oh, it was just. And they went out after, and I was sober by this point. Yeah. So everybody went out afterwards, like to the Lions, what was that called? It's still there. Everybody go out and get loaded. Yeah, yeah. And I would go home to my little salvation monk's cell. Yeah. <laughs> and you would go home, but you'd probably hang out a little bit though, wouldn't you? A little bit, but no, but Not there much. were
2: definitely, no, mm-hmm. there were definitely like moments of where deep into the thing where it would be. You know, we're having a gathering for so and so's birthday or for whatever. So and so's sister is visiting. So we're all going to this bar. And I would go and just feel like, Okay.
3: We definitely would be adults. I, I had the exact had, same experience. I've had
2: enough of this. <laughs> this is like, okay, hi, kids.
3: Yeah, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> have I'm fun a drink. All right, I'm just going to go, you know. And where are you going, Andy? are going to hang out? Yeah, up? yeah. No, I'm going to be. I know. used to do the Irish goodbye. Uh, excuse just me, like I'm going out. to the bathroom.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah, leaving. yeah. Oh, I do, yeah. If I, I even showed shit, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was it was just because I did just had this, it was just too much. Yeah. It was too incestuous and it was too, there was also a very, uh, a fair amount. I felt of psychological manipulation. Yes, there was a lot on. Of that going on. There was yeah, a there lot was the of darkness around. There the was edges. a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of kind of people emotional spinning um, people against each other well, and yeah. stirring shit up. Yep, and just absolutely, kind of there was like, drama. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there really wasn't turning against one person. Yeah, and everybody would kind of turn against them, and they'd be out and kind of weren't yeah. sure. Am I out? And
2: it always felt like there was a little bit of puppet mastery going on. Yeah, there and were I a couple of like,
3: people doing that. I eschewed
2: mm-hmm. it. Yep. So as I just did I. yeah, I would just go and buy weed in the park and
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and self medicate. <Yeah>. Uh,
2: <laughs> so what what yeah. what do you think predicated the coming out when I you know like it was just enough was it, enough. Um,
3: I don't know that I suffered that much about it. It could just kind of naturally, organically happen. I didn't have a moment where I'm. I'm coming out. Yeah. You know, just little by little, person by person. And it's not like – do you remember when um, Eric Waddell came out? I, I <laughs> oh, was, was. He was. Gay, he, was a, he had
2: he, been gay as long as I knew him. Well, he did, was the host of the game show that preceded but he the British.
3: he much. was not out in the beginning oh, at I, all. Yeah, I no, I, no, don't no. Rem, I don't have that and, recollection. And um, he uh, – you could tell he was suffering over it And – when is Eric going to come out? Uh-huh. And so uh, he asked uh, – there was a, 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 a Mexican restaurant across the street and, and um, Eric said to – Mick, who's the head of- Yeah, uh, Mick uh, Napier. Mick Napier said, I need to talk to you. And Mick's like, he knew what it is. Can you meet me for Margaritas? And he's like, looking at his watch. Yeah, like, I hope we- can. He knew exactly what it was for. Yeah, Let's yeah. get this. So I got a lot to do. Yeah. Yes, Eric, what? I think I'm gay. Eric, you are gay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then nice after talking that, he, he started wearing all that. You know, it was late, it was the early 90s. He, st- he started wearing like the parachute pants with no yes, shirt. And, yes. and he started working out. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And the, uh, I remember uh, Mick, especially, would wear the most outrageous. Like canary yellow bicycle shorts, yes, <laughs> that could that you, uh, through which you could tell his religion. Oh, oh indeed. You know, yeah, Do you yeah.
3: remember his room, his quote unquote yes. bedroom, on yes. in the top of the theater? Yes. It, it with remember his dog Kahlua. Uh huh. Full of Kahlua's poo, mm-hmm. and it was an absolute mess. And I went up there. I bought I bought him a jacket because he didn't have a jacket. I, I bought him a jacket, and I said, "I want to clean your room." He said, "Oh, thank you." So I went up there. I mean. It was unbelievable. I washed his sheets; oh. you would believe what See, was I would have
2: gone. Cup. I would have said, "I want to clean your room." Gone up there and gone like,
3: "Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I no, I don't dove want in. to clean your room." I dove in and I cleaned it, and I swear to God, within a week, it was back to where it was. Yeah. But he was really grateful. He was so sweet.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that place was definitely, and you know, because at the time too, I was involved in Improv Olympic and Improv right. Olympic off- offshoots, which were much more. Chicago guy, yeah, like right. It was mostly not white. a lot of the drama. Yeah, Mostly white guys, mm-hmm. you know, like straight white yeah, guys, yeah, straight You're white drinking. guys, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, and I think I don't, I, you know, what I can't even think back and think like that there was any openly gay people on that stage at that time. Yeah. I can't I – can, one at does IO? not come to mind. Yeah, yeah. IO. I O. But can't I can mean, think of
3: one that is yeah, actually but, gay after all these years. I think everybody – it was straight guys basically. Yeah, right. Every once in a while a woman? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah.
2: The, it was, a, it was a, probably a tokenism. Yeah. And, but it also kind of did feel like – it wasn't like funny women weren't appreciated. Mm-hmm. It was just – uh, This group
3: happened to be straight guys. And Well, and I think straight also
2: just guys. at the time – There's much more of an ear for funny women now. Uh We have a cultural ear to hear funny women. Very good point. Um, But in those days, too, I I also just think, too, and it's it's changing somewhat – little girls aren't socialized to be funny. Yeah. You know, that, mm-hmm. like the class clown, like, oh, that kid, he's an asshole and yeah. he's a loud mouth, but ah, he's funny. He's funny. The girl that does that is like, what are you doing, Yeah, young how dare you? How oh, dare yeah, you? You I remember know? getting that from teachers, absolutely. It's, yeah, and I think it's not it's, you're not going to get a man that way is, mm-hmm. the you know, mm-hmm. sort of the underlying thing of it. Yeah. So I think there were just, it was rarer to have, to, there just were less women. Yeah. Which in some ways- Made them more valuable. Mm -hmm. Like if you had a funny woman, it's the same thing with... the, you know, it's, a, it's a market. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of funny white guys. Okay. Yeah. You got a group of funny white guys. Holy shit. That woman over there, she's really funny. We should get her in here. Yeah. You know, because. I
3: think that was like Bonnie Hunt. Yes, I would Yes. Would absolutely. Be at second stage. There was a, no, Rose Abdu was the same. Yeah. The yeah, Abdu, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. kind of like they st- uh, got up onto Barb Wallace. Yeah. They got up on stage and they just did their thing. They,
2: they, they owned it. Yeah. Amy Sedaris for Christ's a- Amy Sedaris. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um,
2: amazing. But yeah. So, uh, at those at the IO, and then we had an offshoot group called the Comedy Underground. A lot of guys like, What are you doing over there with those queers? Yeah, what what doing What are you doing? Ah, what are you there? Yeah. Everybody was over there fucking each other and doing drugs. And True. It's like, and I was like, yeah, everybody's over there fucking each other and doing drugs. <laughs> I wasn't part of the fucking each other so much. Like yeah. there was a lot of kind of loosey goosey. Oh my God. Group, yeah, yeah. Sexy kind of things. Yeah. And that I just I was completely like.
3: completely missed out. Yeah. Missed I, out. I don't well, know. I wouldn't I have just done was it. But like, I was just like. I, I didn't even know it was happening. I'm so nice. Yeah, no. I way. And
2: I was still like, I was a late bloomer. I, you know, I didn't, but, but I just kind of like, I mean, I was a, having sex, but I was just like the notion of three or four people in the room while we're having sex just didn't see I
3: didn't even know that was
2: happening oh yeah yeah it was happening frequently and I just was like "Eh, I don't know if I'm you know I like disappointing somebody one at a time Uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then and that was yeah, it was another way that was just sort of a separateness, sort of like yeah. a, like uh, I don't know if I really want to
3: dive in here. I tried to too. I tried to wrap my mind around it, and it, it, it was it, like trying to date guys. It was one of those things that I come, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out with them tonight. And I, I couldn't. Yeah. And then I just couldn't. It just wasn't It wasn't my jam. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd sit alone in my little monk cell, and I'd be depressed about it. Yeah, dude. I'd be dark yeah, yeah. about it. Why, why don't I want to do this? Yeah. But I, I just didn't. And it's but not I, a judgment on it. Look, they had a freaking blast. Oh, absolutely. It just wasn't my blast. Although, yeah.
2: But there were, I think, some of those people probably weren't sure whether or not they should and maybe did things that they weren't quite – sure they should have done. Oh, really? I, I thought everybody was so cocksure. No, you- but I think, no, but I, because I do think like, I did know myself. And at mm-hmm. the time I felt like I'm a scaredy cat and I should be Me more too. open. But well, I think in the long run, looking back, I wouldn't have changed it. I yeah. wouldn't have oh, gone. I
3: would just would have given myself a break.
2: And I, yeah. And I, and I just, and now it's like, no, no, I knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I trusted myself Me enough too. to make choices along Good. those lines. Mm-hmm. So now, how does the world find Jane Lynch? <laughs> uh, you know, like you, because you're there in Chicago, and we're doing these shows, right? And we did the Brady bunch, right? And then I know you did some legit plays back I in did. Chicago. I, went back I came to and Chicago. saw you and you in a couple S- Steppenwolf. things. Steppenwolf, I did yeah. a couple
3: of, more than a couple of yeah. shows there. Yeah, and then is it is it Best in Show? Yes, probably. Let me think. Well, you know, I did The Fugitive. It certainly didn't make me a right. star, but it kind of put no, me but on No, but that was, that was like one of my first, holy shit. <laughs> Jane's in
2: Look at a movie. that. I know her. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like we have actually, you know, like probably used the bathroom after each other and <laughs> have, are familiar with each <laughs> exactly. other's we, smells. In, indeed yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah.
3: Indeed we are. Uh, so that that happened and I actually moved out to L.A. right after that. And that was, uh, see, when that happened, the Brady Bunch had ended. Oh, I remember exactly what happened. Uh, the Brady Bunch had ended and. And we all, st- everybody stayed in L.A. because yeah. we were doing it at the Westwood Playhouse, which yes. is just now the Geffen. Everybody stayed there. I went back to do a play at Steppenwolf, so I was at um, uh, uh, in Chicago, and then we went on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Remember that? Yes. And so I flew back to just do that. Oh,
2: I see. I forgot the chronology. Of yeah. That. So yeah,
3: yeah. And, and so we did the the Tonight Show, and
2: we did, uh, which meant we just did. If you remember the Brady Bunch, there was a Silver Platters episode right. where they get on a TV show. The Corky Collins show, I think Is that? It was oh, my God. So, good for you. Or no, no, that, oh, that no from No, Hairspray. that might be from – that's from Hairspray. <laughs> but it was like a, the so-and-so show, <laughs> and they performed a song.
3: Time to change. Yeah. Is is that to that it? so,
2: I don't know. They God, called all themselves the Silver Platters. The Silver Platters. Why? Because oh. they were trying to win money my to f- buy oh. their parents an anniversary there silver is rhyme platter. Yeah. Okay. So we just basically did – short scene of of the kids did the musical number and it's cut to you and me and Alice going like, hey look, it's the kids on TV, <laughs> you know. And uh but yeah, it was really and but yeah. we were on the fucking tonight show we doing the tonight this nonsense yeah. in our thrift store clothes. Yeah. And I remember the guy clipping my mic onto me which was probably the first time of uh, the Ever. gazillion times that somebody's clipped a mic onto me. Some old stagehand clips his mic onto me, and we'd been through rehearsals. so mm-hmm. everyone seemed to puts it on. It's time to go out, and I'm, you know, it's like, oh shit, we're going on the night show. And he puts the mic and goes like, your kid's got a good act. <laughs> Even at the time, I was like, no, we don't. No, we really we don't. We really don't.
3: This is a fucking Brady Bunch yeah, right. song. Exactly. It, like, <laughs> kind of the point of it is that it's not and a it good was at. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think at that point, too, we had kind of stopped having fun oh, with it.
2: Oh, absolutely. It was yeah. over. Yeah, it, it was, was over. over. I mean, by the time that this sort of – Little grassroots theater, 70s yeah. nostalgia. By the time it gets to Jay Leno, it's yeah, over. It's completely yeah, yeah.
3: over. The I, irony is all yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, uh, So then I went back to Chicago, and, and um, it was that spring that I was cast in The Fugitive. And then when it was coming out- And that out, was just
2: through casting in Chicago. Yeah. Casting uh, local well, here's roles. Here's the
3: thing, Andy. It's um, uh, Andy Davis is the name of the director, Andrew Davis. Uh-huh. His assistant came to the Brady Bunch- and based on her seeing me do Carol Brady, said, you should have this woman, and he listened to her, you should have this woman, Jane Lynch, who he didn't know from Adam or Eve, uh, play this character in The Fugitive, the, the, the lab technician, good friend of Harrison's Ford character. And he said, okay. And I was offered the role? Wow! <laughs> I was I was offered the role and they paid me eight thousand dollars, wow. which was a shitload of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And that um, vaporizes in a moment. Yeah, oh
3: yeah, exactly. You know? But at that time, it, you know, it, it didn't no, it's did still money. Well. It's a lot, a lot of
2: money. I came out to L.A. to do the movie Cabin Boy, and that was going to be mm-hmm. my nest egg, and it <laughs> was like. It was a hummingbird egg. It, like, it, it <laughs> went away real. Really when I like got that. the job on Conan, I the same day, I got a call to come in that I had gotten a job as an assistant manager at a movie theater.
3: <gasps> oh are kidding.
2: And I, got, I was able to call the movie theater and say, sorry. Gonna Col- I'm no going to do Conan. I'm going to replace David Letterman. Yeah,
3: you know? And you, at that time, uh, were just a writer. You were not his sidekick, is that correct? Uh, that, or were I you got, I got,
2: no, I got hired as a writer, right? And then it just sort of evolved from yeah. there. But I think, I think, I don't know if Conan, did, but I think Robert Smigel always had the idea that we would somehow. And, and our, our 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 performing relationship evolved around the office, yeah, because yeah. we just we would work because
3: Conan's in the writing room too, right? Yeah, he
2: was there all the time, and and I was the yes and, and I also too was like the I was the asshole who would. <laughs> Like you know, because he he plays guitar and he it's it's an obsessive thing and he used to just walk up to people and be playing and this is before nobody really knows anybody right mm -hmm. and he would come in and he would be playing guitar and it was frankly annoying and weird (laughs) because it's you know he'd come and you feel like you're being like this person that's your boss and that's going to be the star of the show is like forcing you sitting there playing guitar (laughs) and there doesn't seem to be that much irony involved. So, I uh, like, I, I would, like, after you did it the first time, I was like, oh, that's weird. And I got things to do. And you have to sort of sit there and like, is it like a violinist at an Italian restaurant? Yeah. And so I, I started, I started when he would come up, I would, I would get up and start dancing and clapping and going, well, boy,
0: yeah, get
2: it. And then he stopped coming around to play guitar for me, you know, but I was like, I was the one that was like, you know, like yeah. if he was going to, like I was the one that yes handed him exactly without
3: fear of repercussion exactly. And, and you, I think you that were very much the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, too. yeah. and and so I think and that he allowed that, which is, is I mean, big. And he enjoys of him. that. Yes.
2: yes, I think he likes to have most mm-hmm. most funny people that seem to be funny in a challenging way, which he's not even really that way. Mm-hmm. I've known Nick Napier was somebody right. who would say the most fucking outrageous yes thing to you. Yes, the like get right to the. The, Quick. the button that you thought you exactly. had hidden from everybody, he would yeah. say, Bring so, right you know, now. so your parents' uh, marriage destroyed you in your relationship with women, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. and you'd have to say something like, well, you know at least I'm not looking for daddy's love by sucking dicks, you know, and he would
3: be delighted. Yeah, right. He'd exactly. like, yay,
2: you get it. You know, like I'm mean to you and you're mean to me and it's That's the way we show works. that we love each other <laughs> exactly. and that we respect each other. Yes. It's, it's a
3: madness, yes. you know,
2: that uh, frankly, as you get older, you don't have time for it. No, it's no. like, no, how about we just
3: be nice game. to each other, yeah, you know? Right, exactly. Um,
2: but yeah, so, uh, 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 That's amazing that they just give you that part. Yeah, so they just gave me that part. It really, truly was a thrill for everybody to see you
3: there. (laughs) But that's also, you know, everybody loves you. Oh, of our well, group? No. Of our group? I don't know that that was true. I, that's well, my, and I certainly didn't feel it. That's I my. I felt like the outsider. Oh, really?
2: Absolutely. That was my perspective on it, though. But no. then maybe it's my kind of quasi-outsider's perspective. Yeah. Because I saw you too. as being
3: right in there, but as the adult. Yeah. But well, really well-liked. Yeah. And respected. And yeah. I, I did not feel that way for myself. And, I, you know, as I look back on it, I, I probably was res- more respected yeah. than I felt. because But I just didn't know. Who I was, and I had the same experience as you. Like looking back, I, I, my, my instincts were telling me to do something that was contrary to the uh, ethos of the group, yeah. which was to party hard and fuck each other and ha- have a good time that way. And I, I never wanted it. Yeah, yeah. So, like in retrospect, if I could say something to myself back then, I would say, "Don't beat yourself up for this. Yeah, You're yeah. just... Different, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're just different.
2: I think, if I may say, having known you all this time, and some and an improvement that I feel like I can safely say you used to overthink things, oh. and I don't think you overthink things anymore. Wow, I think, I, I,
3: I think that might be true. I
2: think that you're pretty sure of who you are and what you want.
3: Absolutely. And now, you don't you, did make you see excuses. back then? Yeah, no. Yeah, I yeah. You I saw I used that. To,
2: I think that you used that to little suffering. Yeah, like that. You used to, uh, and I mean, and I I'm not saying this is you know because everybody can be imperfect and. Mm-hmm. And sit there and see other people's imperfections, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't make them perfect; it just makes them observational, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it. You, I it used to strike me that you would get worried about things that you didn't necessarily need to worry about. Oh, you know, well, so but then how soon after the fugitive are we into L.A.
3: Best in Show? In oh, LA? that's that's about. 10 years or 8 years oh really I went to I went I uh, came to Los Angeles in like 93 right after the fugitive and um, you know I came back having been here with the Brady Bunch yeah. and then, uh, but I went from Chicago to live here for sh- for good living on uh, Cherimoya in the Beachwood area Jill mm-hmm. lived down the street from me and everybody else was flop housing again yeah. on a place on Beachwood and we started doing the Tamarind remember we would do the Beachwood Palace oh, right, Jubilee right, oh right. you were not here you were doing Conan I
2: think I had by that time, I you, was in Conan. Were you doing? And was that uh, the Miss Vagina Show? No, or that, no that was, was that started
3: at the Annoyance, and then they did it at the Coast Playhouse too. Yeah, we there, were, which was hilarious. G- yeah,
2: there a group of women. Uh, Jill directed a show and improvised. Improvised in it was written like, by process pageant. of imp- mm-hmm. improv. Uh, Everyone in the show was an improviser. They gang wrote this show, exactly. called the Miss Vagina, Miss Vagina pageant. pageant, and it was a beauty pageant spoof, and it was yeah. really funny. Yeah, and really in fact, good. I think they won a LA Theater Award. Oh, really? Yeah, an it LA Weekly surprising. Theater Award for that. But yeah, but so, so at this I point, do remember you're in a New bunch York. Of, yeah, and a bunch of you are out here, kind of just keeping it. going. We were,
3: we, we kept it going for yeah. sure. We did. Um, uh, a bunch of sketch comedy shows and we chain we, we we kind of went all over the city. We started out though at the Tamarind, which mm-hmm. is now UCB on um Franklin because we all lived in the Beachwood area. Yeah. And we did the Beachwood Palace Jubilee every Monday night. We called it the Beachwood Palace Jubilee. It was um hosted by Barry Remember Barry Saltzman? Uh-huh. And he played a, a character called Adam uh, uh Adamola Olegabafola. <laughs> and, and he wore he wore a tux and he was our host for the evening. Yeah. And Will Ferrell and Chris Chris Kattan from The Groundlings came over and did stuff. Molly Shannon started doing yeah. stuff with us. Um, Anna Gasteyer, Sam Pancake, and we kind of added to our group of Chicago people. Yeah. Um, and then when we couldn't get that theater anymore, we went all over the all over Los Angeles yeah, yeah. and did, would do one one timers. And I remember at one point. Uh, doing a closing number in my underwear. We always did that for no reason. And All I was right. like, I'm too old for this. And I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, I don't know that I want to do a closing number. In a, my underwear. A, a number from Annie yeah, in my yeah. underwear again. I think I might be done. Yeah. And indeed, uh, life took me elsewhere. Yeah. I, but that whole time I was doing. Um, Guest spots on sitcoms, uh-huh. um, jumping up and down every time I got a job. I mean, I yeah, did yeah. Party of Five. I did a weird uh, – uh, like, I stretched – it wasn't just like one genre. I would do like the the um, uh, single-camera comedies, single-camera dramas. I was on Empty Nest, Party of Five, uh, a show called Joe's Life. I mean, I have like about – Forty things I did in those, yeah, yeah. you know, um, just kind of one-offs.
2: Yeah, uh, and but it keeps it keeps the bills paid. Oh my it God, keeps yeah. the healthcare coming. it know. sure
3: did. It sure. And I'm doing voiceover too at that time. Yeah. So I was doing pretty well. Um, I was making a living, and uh, then I auditioned for a commercial for Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. And at the callback, it said who the director was: Christopher Guest. Yeah. So I did that commercial and I met him and and uh, within – and Sean Masterson played my husband. Do you uh-huh. remember Sean? I do remember Sean. He's Shawn. great. Do you follow him on Twitter? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I, I, I love his Twitter feed. And um, uh, then I started doing uh, – best. I did Best in Show like a year later, maybe eight months later. Yeah. And that led to really great things working yeah, yeah. with him I think four or five times.
2: Again, it's kind of great, too, and kind of fitting that it's like – it's improv. It is, yeah. Different, though. Yeah. It's a
3: different kind of improv. It is. It's different than um, Second City-type improv where you're – which is basically uh, kind of getting to the joke as quickly as you can. Yeah. And um, kind of uh, revealing things about society and politically and um, – this is relationship-based. Yeah. And it's more, in fact, it's a, it's a more feminine kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. It um, meanders and it's not like going right for the orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a lot of foreplay. Yeah, and, yeah. And the joy is in watching two people trying to work something out. Yeah. And it's not necessary. In fact, Chris doesn't like if, you know, he, if you go right for a joke, although I don't think he's ever given anybody a direction, like, don't do that. Yeah. Well, he did tell me once not to do something. What was it? It was, um, you know when you did that thing, Jane? I said, yeah. I said, don't do that. Oh, he didn't want me to kiss Jennifer Coolidge again. He said, said, I just said, one time is enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I think he meant we got Darn it, but then he kind of gave it. Darn it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I had a like, terrible yeah. cold, so I was really glad. I want some to- more sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he rarely gives stuff like that. But I don't think he'd cast somebody in the first place if he thought they were one of those guys, yeah, guys yeah. or gals who goes for a joke. Yeah. He said he can tell within like five seconds whether the person can do this kind of thing.
2: Right. Um, do you go into to that kind of sh- – do you go in with a script? Do you go into an outline of scene outline. by scene? Yeah.
3: It's an outline scene by scene, so it looks like a regular script, but there's no dialogue. Yeah. Um, And there's no rehearsal. He just rolls the camera. Yeah. But... You know, Michael, uh, John, Michael Higgins uh, used to say, you know, we pack very heavily for this, meaning that we do a lot of work. I mean, I would talk to myself in the mirror. I would tell stories as the character. I would read the paper out loud uh-huh. as the character and opine about the story. Yeah. You know, just to get it really into you. Yeah. Get your, your, um, in fact, it's more preparation than I do for anything in terms of character. Well, it's – you know,
2: there is – with improvisation, I don't do much improv anymore. And, and I, frankly, it's just out of like – the same reason I don't enjoy doing cardio. I know it's yeah. kind of good for me, but it doesn't feel good. It's like it, 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 Then it's kind not of, good for you. Yeah, and I mean, it's there's good. part of me that's kind of like, I don't want to do this. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. And to me, like when people say, like, why don't you do a lot of improv anymore? And I say, because I don't want to leave the house to get nervous. Yeah, and and that's what
3: it. Remember, we used to though. Yeah, I used to like I, well leave the house to get nervous. In and to my be stressed, have yeah.
2: anxiety. In my in my you know in my improv prime. I was doing probably eight shows a week. I
3: think, mm-hmm. and there
2: an hour and a half without knowing one thing we're going to say, mm-hmm. and the be- some of the best work I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And there, were, your brain gets like a muscularity. Yes, and that and that what you're doing when in that situation is that none of it matters until the camera's rolling. Yeah. and the camera costs money, mm-hmm. so you got to produce. You got to give them something when that camera's rolling. So you get to a point where that becomes second nature mm-hmm. you don't have the pressure of oh shit i have to produce something because you've been s- speaking this per- i'm i'm yes, presuming that's true. That's i mean true. I, you know you're you've been you've been this person in the mirror so much yes. that when the camera goes on you know something's going to come yeah, out exactly yeah. i
3: know i know so clearly who I am, yeah. What my fears are, right. what my um uh, what I'm, what I think I'm great at, the character, not yeah. so much me, what um uh, what I'm hiding, mm-hmm. you know, you've, all that stuff has been done, yeah. Not even on a conscious level, it's just you've just through the process of creating. An interesting person has, uh, with many facets has come up. So when the the camera rolls, yeah, I'm 100% yep. there. But what's great about how he shoots is he shoots a master first, and, of course, he doesn't know what it's going to look like because we're not rehearsing. He just throws us into the scene. He lets it run, I mean, sometimes four or five minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you
3: think you have nothing more to say, and you hear the camera.
2: Yeah, you're know, oh fuck, you
3: got to keep Shit. going.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, too, that the, that kind of comedy – Because the kind of... I've never been in that pure and improv filming kind of situation. The improv that I've ended up doing in film work is there's a spot here where you can say something different Mm -hmm. because... And it's because... That usually those sets are built in a way that you can't just run across the room because the room, you know, like you can't say like as this character, like I'm now going to go open the fridge. No. Because the fridge isn't wired. You're not lit over there. The cameraman doesn't know you're going to move. They have to follow you with the focus. You know, there's all kinds of departments that have to, that hinge on what you do. Exactly. So you can only like... You know, you can fuck around with the lines if you're not going to move. And that's kind of the improv you get. Yeah. Um, But I do think, like, in what you're talking about, you're going in there knowing who this person is, and you know the comedy's going to not come out it because you got this funny idea for a joke. Sometimes.
3: Sometimes. Fred Willard always has a funny idea for a joke. Yeah,
2: you come in loaded loaded with some stuff. You got some stuff. Mostly you're relying on – your reaction to what other people are going to exactly, do, exactly, the given and their reaction to you, yeah. and it's just and yeah. that reaction, and that's I've always been like in this around the Conan show for years. He likes to know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Yeah, and there'll me be either. and he'll and if it's between me and him, there'll be like we'll come up with something at the last minute, and he'll say, you know, he says like I'll say something like I hear you on a plane this weekend. And then he says, and then what you will you say? And I was like, you'll hear, you'll hear when <laughs> yeah. I, you know. That's how I am with pre-interviews too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you'll, like you'll find yeah, out. I'll tell yeah, the story. and because number one, like, it's gonna be better. Trust me, it's gonna be better mm-hmm. if I don't say it now. Exactly. And I want, and and if I have something in mind. I want you to hear it for the first, for the first time, time while the camera's going. Absolutely. Because that's where it's fun. Yeah. You know? And so he's, like, now he's used to it. Now he's, like, he knows, like, he'll- He trusts me, like, you and- Well, and he'll be like, I'm going to say this. And he's like, oh, fuck it. You're not going to, you know, <laughs> you're not going to play this rehearsal thing with me. Right, right, I'll right. just be like,
3: yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. say it then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah I um, and also those movies which, which, what he does, it's great, and it's you know the, um, the format is which is documentary style, so there's always a posi- there's always going to be a scene where you get to sit down and talk about who you are, yeah and your story. yeah So he gives you that opportunity. like what, this last movie, um, uh, the Furries movie, what was it called Mascot? Mm-hmm. So I worked with Ed Begley, Jr. and I have no idea what he's going to say, and I've decided all Chris has told us is that we used to date. Uh-huh. So I built this whole thing, you know, this painful whole thing. And he's just kind of benign about me, like, like hey, how you doing these days? And I'm, oh, so it turned into this really great thing where he was like, I don't know what I did to her. And and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but he, tell, he gave, gives us the opportunity. We're sitting with each other and he tells, Ed gets to tell his story and, I, and he's worked it out. I get to tell my story and I've worked that out at home. I've yeah. actually written it out. Uh-huh. And so did he, obviously, because it was so sharp and he did it like 12 times. Times. And he says this whole thing about the reason he uh, became a, a big mascot person is because he has a very small penis. <laughs> and he's a part of the um, the Tom Thumb Society. And <laughs> he really embraces it now. <laughs> and he came up with all this stuff. And I'm hearing it for the very first time. And yeah. it's it's the most delightful thing in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he and does you, it dovetail with your story oh, absolutely. too? Oh, that's great.
3: Uh, and also, we're telling our stories, but – and they don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. yeah. But I, we have, you know, my, how I got into mascots is blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. Blah. And his, he did his, his way. And then in our scenes, he doesn't really understand why I'm so mad at him. And my pain is so deep and I can't talk about it. And yeah. So it turned into this thing where he's like, he's kind of Andy, Andy Richtering it, which uh-huh. you're so good at being, you know, empathetic and what's wrong? Yeah. You know, and sympathetic. And she's like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, from that,
2: Uh, Then the next big step for you is glee.
3: Yes, exactly. And how yeah. does that happen? Um, well, I was doing. Remember, Party Down on Stars. I oh, doing oh that. my God! Isn't that that's, amazing? That oh, was such that a good is, show. If, if you, so
2: if you are listening to this and you have not seen Party Down on Stars, pause almost. this and go <laughs> yeah. watch Party Down. Yeah, it was on Stars, right? I don't know where it lives now.
3: Uh, probably, I think Netflix or Hulu or something. I forget. It's it's yeah. there somewhere. But oh,
2: it's, uh, yeah. it's Adam Scott, Adam Scott, Scott Lizzie, Lizzie Cohen. Lizzie Kaplan, Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan I'm sorry, uh,
3: Martin Starr. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Hansen Hansen Um oh god who, who Ryan
2: that? Hansen in that Ryan Hansen So brilliant plays a dumb blonde He plays a dumb blonde and it is one of the best dumb blonde
3: performances mm-hmm. so stupid. in history And he he and he at the very end he does a neo-Nazi song and he doesn't know why it's bad He doesn't get it he goes, <laughs> But I have blonde hair yeah, and yeah, he's like yeah. you have blonde hair you understand Yeah and then I whisper and he goes oh what's what's the holocaust <laughs> But he's – and I play a dumb person too. Yeah, yeah. So we're like really dumb together. You guys together are like – you're I'm an ex-actress who was really an extra,
2: Yeah, basically, who yeah, kind of yeah. glorifies
3: her career. But you, well.
2: but you think you're better than him, and he's well, just I, so, you, he, know. you know.
3: he's my – he's like my kind of my protege. Yeah. You know, tell me, what was what's Johnny Carson like? Well, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> And I tell a story how I'm at a car wash, Yeah, and he yeah. gave me attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I know him pretty well. Um, but, yeah, but you guys' chemistry is so
2: fantastic. And then, honestly, <clears throat> I w- I've said this before, what happens between – Adam and Lizzie. Yeah. It's a like sort of a will they won't they, yeah. you know, uh, Jim and Pam ish kind yes. of thing. It's the best one of those I've ever seen. It is, isn't it? It's just, I mean, you really love both of these, pe- both of these people and it, you mm-hmm. feel like you're really watching mm-hmm. two sexy, funny... Ken Marino, too. Yeah, Ken So the rest of
3: us are like clowns. We're idiots. Yeah. We should be catering. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then you've got Adam and Lizzie and they're smart. Yeah, and competent. And competent yeah. and kind of a little world-weary. They're yeah. a little, you know, too young to be so what they are. Yeah. And they, you know, will catch each other's eye as this, you know, uh clown car of a cast yeah. um you know are are just being ridiculous and yeah. and then they they're kind of each other's port in the storm yeah, yeah. It's really nice
2: and so and just from that that's where uh, uh, well actually Ryan... well
3: no no Ryan actually Ryan and I go Ryan and I go back to uh Popular I did an episode of Popular oh, okay and I played like four different I played the same character who has four different incarnations and it's a cra- you know it's Ryan yeah. it's a crazy roller coaster ride of an episode and it was um uh, you know, he wrote it for me. He called me into his office. Wow. He had seen me in Best in Show, and so I had known him. So this that was 1999, and then uh, all of a sudden, I'm doing Party Down, and he says, "I've got this show. Would you play this part?" And what I'm, year did yes. that start? Um, it started 2000. I think we did the pilot 2008, 2009, uh-huh. and I think Party Down is 2007, 2008. Yeah, yeah. So I, I left um, Party Down yeah. after the first season. They did two seasons. Megan Mullally came in and she was fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the second season. That's how I, I. That's when glee happened. Now,
2: this all is, you know, for a lot of a lot of comic performers, this is happening fairly late in your career. Yeah, I'm just forty nine. Yeah, this like
3: yeah forty nine. This fifty
2: sort of real sort of like splashy. Yeah. everybody knowing who you are, mm-hmm. and and is that how do you, I mean? I imagine that's
3: a good thing. Yeah, I think it is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I don't know how well I would have dealt with some of this, Mm -hmm. Um, being younger and insecure where I I blew with the wind, you know, with wherever the, I mean, social media would have probably killed me. Yeah. Killed me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, it was, uh, I I remember saying to you and Conan once when I I was nominated for an Emmy and you guys were, so, is it exciting? And I said, you know what? I don't. Feel really I don't I think I should be more excited. And Conan said, No, 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 it's good. He said it's good. It's 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 a it's a really good thing that you kind of take it yeah. in stride. Because those things are so silly. I know.
2: They're so silly. I would my beef with all of the awards things is that like we are in the one of the most rejection heavy businesses in the world. Mm-hmm. We that you gather a room full of people who have beaten the odds, mm-hmm. who are all nobody there is broke. Nope. Everybody there is successful beyond what they're probably their wildest dreams, unless they're megalomaniacs. Mm-hmm. Where We all have made it. Yes. And we decide to have a night where we, we all get dressed up. We
3: separate them. Yeah,
2: together. where where in groups of seven or eight, we make it so that only one person out of each of that group right. can really feel good.
3: And then they- And you feel bad
2: when you lose. When you get in there, because mm-hmm. I just know from writing, we were nominated for writing, mm-hmm. you, you think, you know, like, oh, it doesn't really matter, but-
1: it's when you when they say someone else's bad, name, yeah.
2: you feel bad, mm-hmm. and it's it's mm-hmm. cr- I, I, it's like we're rejection junkies. I know it's the thing. Like we thing. still need to feel somebody saying no,
3: mm-hmm.
2: no, not good enough.
3: I think if we really had the and, the, and I have this point of view, and I think if everybody did, it would be a much better world. Usually, that's <laughs> it. You know, follow Jane Lynch. The awards are for the the fans. Yeah, they, and it's for all them to see their favorite. People are t- maybe not their favorite, but to get a chance to see, oh, like, I'm looking forward to see the Game, game mm-hmm. of Thrones people. I'm a fan. And, I, and so I'll watch going, oh, I hope I get to see Peter Dinklage, and I hope he wins. Yeah. But that – it doesn't give, mean anything to Peter Dinklage, I'll bet. Yeah. And it shouldn't. Yeah. So this jumping up and down when you win and – oh, I'm yeah. so surprised. I, I didn't even prepare anything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That kind of thing. It's like you're going to – Crash in about 20 minutes because yeah. it really doesn't mean anything. Well, and also, too, and being dejected, you got a one in saying, eight oh.
2: chance you didn't think you
3: would. Yeah, you had a one in eight chance. Yeah, like, yeah, there's a real chance, a chance, yeah, that you're gonna have to be go up there and but talk. the excitement. And then the, they say, the oh, someone will be the winner, and then there's gonna be seven losers. Yeah, and there's not, yeah, <laughs> there's not, but you feel it, you feel it, that's how yeah. you feel it, and yeah. that's kind of
2: the notion of it. And then the next year. You know, I mean, I know from having friends that have gone through the Oscar, y- you know, that starts months ahead when yeah. you're going to dinners and parties and all this shit. And it's like, and that's how you have to campaign like you're running for office. And does
3: it ultimately, I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean, you know, it's it's empty. But in terms of the, you know, emotionally after a while, you can't keep that yeah. ugh, forever. but what about in the business does it matter i think it does, does i think it? it makes
2: i think i think that when you win a statue the next day your day rate goes up
3: uh-huh
2: i just think that, that, right? that yeah I, I just think that there's math mm-hmm. and it's like you know you uh and i think the same thing happens with the nomination mm-hmm. you know it just yeah your yeah your cachet goes up your your Still, though, rate I, goes up
3: it seems as if it's less and less, unless it's just me projecting. I mean, I do You less know,
2: that's a question more, for, I guess, for probably an agent, mm-hmm. you know, or a manager. Can we call
3: one now? <laughs> <or something? You laughs> I gotta, don't want to. Someone on the line. I can't get mine on the line.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. But um, <laughs> yeah. one thing. I, one thing I did want to ask when mm-hmm. I was asking you for about this happening, like, how much dissatisfaction with your career was there before, like, say. Glee happened, yeah, or very before. little, very little, very little. You would have been. A, a, I had
3: a moment. Yeah. I remember one moment, and I was hiking up Fryman, and I ran into Liza Murray. Uh-huh. You know, Liza, uh, Jill Murray's wife, yeah, and yeah. A wonderful actress in her own right. And I looked at her, and I and said, second City alum." It's and Chicago, a Second funny City alum. Person. And she yeah. She had her youngest daughter and a little baby Bjorn. And I said, you know what? I think I'm done. And she said, no, you're not. <laughs> and, and by the time I got down to the bottom of the hill, I was back in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 uh, I just – I love doing it. Yeah. And I loved it even when I was just doing, you know, a guest spot on Empty Nest. Or, yeah. Um, I loved it when uh, we were doing our little shows uh, in the Beachwood Palace Jubilee. Um, I, I still like pulling into the lot here. I, yeah, I never I, get over
2: it. I never get over it. I the, was going to ask
3: you that because- I been,
2: never, ever get over the yeah. fact that I work on a movie lot.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I mean, and
2: it's weird too, because it's like- and the guard work. knows me.
3: Yeah. Hey, Jane. Yeah. And he says, I have to ask for your license. Oh, don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I-, I You know, the fact that I work on a talk show, but yet I still get to come Mm -hmm. to Warner Brothers Studios every day. And it's just, and I, and when I have to walk from one place to the other or we'll go shoot a little thing, like, you know, Mm -hmm. because on the sets, on the sets that Mm -hmm. are like a million movies have been shot on. And you look at the plaques on yours, you know, like all about Eve was shot in this fucking studio along with, you know, a hundred other things, but just like stuff like that or. It's or Ghostbusters, yeah, isn't that amazing? on this stage where yeah. we're like where we are right now? Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I really do like get a charge mm-hmm. from all of that. And what's especially funny too is because you know, like your uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know, like yeah. Roman gladiators and women in like right, you right, know exactly. Elizabethan garb <laughs> and space walking aliens down. walking yeah, yeah. around. Around here, if there's anybody in goofy costumes, it's probably us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like if you go to the commissary and there's somebody dressed up like an insect, yeah, it's, probably it's probably us. Conan yeah, yeah, show. It's probably the commissary. It's a little like, bit they're doing like, for But yeah, Conan. nobody, you know, it's not like young Sheldon is having <laughs> Roman centurions in. You do know? they
3: do big movies here anymore? Or? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, they still do. They no. still do. I mean, you, you don't really know about you don't know them too much. Yet. Yeah. You just kind of hear, like, oh, you know, Batman shits a brick is over there you know and, uh, you know I'm looking forward to yeah, that one yeah. actually oh my god I fucking dude, that that's a freebie Hollywood yeah. Batman shits a brick <laughs> um well, you know the three questions
3: are where <laughs> oh, you come,
2: okay. where do you come from, where are you going? Okay.
3: Where do you think? I mean, you're just going to do more of the same. You think? Do you uh, have any? You know what that- though? I will say, and I bet you have the same. I, it sounds like you have the same thing. I don't have that blinding white hot ambition. I don't either. At all. I wish I could like buy a little bit. Nah. You know, I don't want it. I, I had it. I don't. I, I I love acting, but I I, I don't. Have to do it. Yeah, I used to have to yeah. do it. Um, I enjoy sitting at home. I, I moved into my own guest house. I know that sounds so rich and and uh, uh, elite, but I have a, a little guest house in the back of uh, in like in the backyard, and it's, it looks out over Laurel Canyon, uh-huh. and it's um, a protected trust, and it's little, and it's got a queen bed or <laughs> a full size bed, yeah. and I've been living there. For the last like, what six you, months. And what's the
2: rest of the house?
3: Um, my uh, my partner has uh, lives it actually is living in the uh, room over the garage because she likes that room better. And um, yeah, we don't sleep together. And her son is the only one who lives in the house. Wow. Yeah. And so how old is he? Nice he's 26. He has autism. So he'll always <laughs> oh, be wow. with us. He's yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, we might move out. We'll right, right, right. But right. he's a sweet guy. And um, uh, so he's the only one in the house. And my whole, my bedroom and my bathroom, you know, is completely Unoccupied, yeah, and the dogs run back and forth from over the garage to my guest house, and you know, pass right by the house.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, it's I really great love it. <laughs> too because you have because they're like little clubhouses. Yes,
3: exactly. You know? like we have our room, own little spaces. The room over
2: the garage is yes. kind of like, oh, it's a, you know, yeah. you know,
3: oh, that's that's really great. It's there's something. It feels like I'm on vacation, and and I wake up every morning to the canyon. It's yeah,
2: just yeah. The best. And it's you know, and that is. You do get older and there is a notion of healthy separation. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but, I
2: mean, is it – do you want to – stay in LA? Do you want to, is there any I, sort of like, do you want I to direct LA. or any I of that do want of to stuff? direct. Yeah, I do
3: like the idea of, and I never did before, Yeah, but I do like the, the, I love telling a story. In fact, I would love to direct commercials. I watch commercials and I just, I take face plants. Oh, I do They're the same so terrible. Thing. I do the same thing. Just terrible. And I, I, go, I actually have directed a couple commercials. Oh, you have? And if my schedule, yeah, because
2: I came up through that in chicago doing film production yeah and i still have people back there like there's a, a guy cliff grant who's an executive producer at a production company that could very well that he's could very well be me yeah had i stayed had
3: you stayed yeah, yeah
2: or you know or i probably would have ended up in some kind of advertising mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. and i me because, too.
2: because i do the same thing i watch commercials and i go that's fucking lazy shitty stuff exactly and commercials are art that is Voice it upon us. Yes. And mm-hmm. they could be better.
3: They could be. There's sc- no they used reason
2: to be. to be so cynical and shitty and just like, ah, this is the same, you know.
3: And also, I'll just look at the story, how they're telling the story of yeah. the commercial. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's like what they're wearing and what they didn't cut away quickly yep. enough. And you can tell it's a non-union actor. Now, I could. I could use take non union people and make them good. Yeah, I I know how to do it. And I to I, me I, that's what, that, I would love to do that. I, I in fact Jennifer sometimes when we're watching television she just pauses and says either direct a commercial or just or shut up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't care that much. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I'm the same way. And and having had that experience of directing a few, number one, it's really. Fun. Yeah. Because you got a set amount of hours, you got a list of things you gotta accomplish, and it's like a beat the clock game show.
3: Oh. And
2: and there are different kinds of directors. You know, there's there's Alfred Hitchcock who storyboards out the whole thing, or yeah. you know, Steven Spielberg, kind yeah. of the same thing, with a real sort of like vision. Yeah. There's also directors, and this is the kind of director that I am and that I would like to be in the future, which is the person that just everybody asks their taste.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Should we do this or this? Mm-hmm. And they go, do that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And and your whole day is just a series making of making decisions mm-hmm.
3: and problem solving. Yeah.
2: We're running out of time. Oh, uh, shit. We're not going to shoot this thing in that room. Let's just turn around to this other side of this room. We're already here. Right. Just turn the lights over there and we'll shoot this problem over there solving. rather than go to another room. You yeah. know, Just simple mm-hmm. problem solving things, which you gain from being on set. Yes, you know. You gain mm-hmm. from having done this. You gain from watching, sitting and watching people make a bunch of bad decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's just a question of taste. Yeah. And 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 it's and that's like I I feel like yeah I've done this enough mm-hmm. and I don't I now sometimes when I guests do guest work I have to bite my fucking yeah. tongue all the time because they're trying to solve a problem and I'm like. Do you know, it this
3: you way. Do it this way. It'll Just take it no it time at work. Just do it, it this way. It'll cut together
2: great. Yeah, and yeah. around and around here, I mean, I'm not like too much of an arrogant person, but there are one of my main jobs here is I call it comedy consiliary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on. I do what I do on on camera, but I also in rehearsal. Conan and I are the last step going out the door. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who the person in charge is. They need somebody that they can trust to turn to and go, is that good? Yeah. Because I'll write shit and I'll look at it and go, is that good? I don't know. (laughs) You know, and you have to ask somebody to go, and somebody you trust says, yeah, it's good. And you go, okay, fine. We can move on now because you say it's good. I believe you. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been for him for years. And so I get to sort of, make those decisions and this needs a new ending or cut out that middle part. Yeah. And when, when there are questions sometimes, and I'll say, do it this way. And then other people will kind of go on with other things. And I'll say, no, you should do it this way. And then they go on. And, and then I just will turn to whomever. Usually it's like a cue card kind of go like, they should just do what I tell them to do. <laughs> it's so much easier to just do what I, do what I say. It'll be good. Yeah. It might not be the greatest, but it'll be good. And we can move the fuck yeah, on, right, you know? right, right. So yeah, no, I think I, I think you would make a fantastic director. Well, because, thank you. No, because you know you. Uh you are have always been a calm in the storm, and that's a, a major thing that a director needs to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and I think you make you got good taste. You make good choices. I, so, you yeah, know, yeah. I have
3: more confidence in that now. And and I think a lot of what happens is in the editing room. As long as long as you have the camera rolling and something genuine. Yeah. Because e- even if it's a damn commercial about uh you know uh, you know La Quinta yeah. or something like yeah. that, you know uh, just. I would always have the camera rolling. Yeah. And then I just put – and that's how Christopher Guest works, actually. Right, Yeah, right. That's why he rolls so long because he just plucks – genuine moments from every take yeah so you think oh i'm sure this will end up and the tape take with you like rubbing your nose is what he yeah. uses and it's hilarious because yeah. it's in the middle of someone pontificating and when they're know. not trying when they're, when not, they're not trying yeah, when they're not Especially being aware kids. of how they're looking yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. kids and non-union actors yeah. let them let them think that they're just we're setting the lighting or something and yeah. you be shooting i remember
2: i did it and i felt like this was <laughs> real this was I did a series in Chicago. I did a series of lottery commercials, uh-huh. which actually I was. I didn't know you did. This. I was the I was the star of it. Was oh, kind of like Chicago. Yeah, it was yeah. in it was in it was the in Illinois, Illinois State Illinois lottery. Illinois State yeah. Lottery, and one of them had a Chicago Blackhawk. and I don't remember. Uh-huh. My mom was oh, f- bananas. The, oh Hawk my family. god, you're working with whatever the fuck his <laughs> name right, was. Right. But he was a really sweet guy. Mm-hmm. But he was just he's a, a hockey player, so he doesn't <laughs> really know how to do things, and. <laughs> And they were off shooting some, like I, because you know you're shooting a couple of different things at once. And they were just off shooting him doing some copy. Yeah, you know, like if you, you know, like buy a, a lot, of, you know, a scratcher and turn in your scratcher, you might get tickets to a hockey game or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's doing it, and somebody comes over and they're like, the client wants you to go over and maybe because it's it's not a good read, it's kind of. And I went over and I looked and and he's, and he's like. He was lost. And uh-huh. like I said, you know, and you're doing voiceovers and they say they want more smile, you know, like they want smiling. I said, You really physically, you can't see it, but you physically smile. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, like this is this is me saying it without a smile. This is me saying it with a smile. Yeah. Your voice changes yeah. and you could hear the smile. And I mm-hmm. said, just smile through the whole thing. Yeah. And he did it. And they were like, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. And I was like, it made me feel like it's such a simple, dumb thing that I've yeah. learned from standing in front of a microphone and somebody saying, like, more smile. And go like, oh, I, I guess that just means smile. smile and it and does.
3: Like, Holy shit. Yeah, that does work. Yeah. It's just little tricks, you and know. And also, people who aren't actors, get them on the first take. Yeah. Be ready to go. Yeah, Don't yeah, waste yeah. any. I remember I did a movie with Carol Burnett and Craig Nelson. Not Craig Nelson. Craig, Craig Robinson. Uh-huh. And um, they were doing a scene, and it was they were improvising. And it was the rehearsal. And it was freaking
2: hilarious,
3: brilliant. At one yeah. point, he says, What do I have to do to you? For you to get you into a coffin today, because she was <laughs> buying her own coffin. Yeah. And then they're shooting the scene, and it's an hour later, and it's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. Yeah. Don't yeah. even bring them in until it's lit. Yeah, yeah. And then don't tell them you're rolling. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are actors who actually can do that. Yes. Well, I mean, these two could do it
2: for right. sure. Right, right, right. But they
3: right. should have done it. Yeah. You don't the, rehearse in do And also the
2: magic. The, uh, like I said before, the first time you say it, you're probably going to say it the best. Yeah. And the person that's going to hear it is going to hear, hear it, it the, the best. best and react to it the best. Yeah. So it's, I don't like, I don't like to over plan. To me, it's always too like, talking about sex after, after it's happened. Right, like, exactly. well, what's there to, yeah. Okay, Remember that wow, part? <laughs> I'm sweaty. Yeah. I'm sweaty too. You know, it's nice. But you don't like, yeah. but even to talk about it, it's like, ah, no. oh, it's magic. Yeah. Leave it, let yeah, it be, let, let it be, it magic be. Let without it's magic. Any words, so. Yeah, yeah. The third question is the, what have you learned? What, what have do, I, Yeah, what have like, what have you learned out of this whole Jane Lynch journey?
3: No, you know, most of, ev- of everything doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, you know um, the meaning we put on things and the way we. Uh, uh Uh, have something in the loss column and the win column or this was this was a failure but this was a success none of it means anything and I wish I had known that younger Uh, but you know you learn it when you learn it and it kind of just happened organically Mm -hmm. I I really don't care Uh, I don't have great uh, identification or um, need for particular outcomes Uh, it's really just all fallen away and I'm very grateful for it because I'm so much happier and it's not like ecstatic. It's just kind of a, uh, it's like after I got divorced, mm-hmm. it was that um, there was kind of a, uh, I went through a, I was blissed out for about six months. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how oppressed I had felt. And that's kind of stayed with me. Yeah. Kind of, it's it's a beautiful kind of equanimity. Yeah. That Um, it's like I needed that. It was kind of, it was a really tough time. Yeah. And I almost needed that to punch me in the face in order to go, ah. Uh, you know sometimes it's like you need you need to be punched in the face, <laughs> yeah,
2: well, and I think too, as you get older too, you become i uh, i mean i'm not I'm not religious, so I don't think i what the time I got is the time I got, yeah, and that puts a, a an urgency on it, mm-hmm. you know, I think that like people that think that like you know to not have a religion is somehow meaningless. It's like, no, I think it actually imparts a way more meaning on every second of every minute and of mm-hmm. every day without getting too worked up about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because I look back sometimes and I mean, I look back and a lot of what I want to ask myself is, What were you afraid of? Yeah, like even down to like when kids were mean to like. I mean, I'm a large person, so I wasn't. I didn't suffer a lot of bullying. But there are moments that are still in my fucking mind about when that kid said that thing to me, and I backed down. And thinking back, like, what was I afraid of? Mm -hmm. Why didn't I say fuck you? Mm -hmm. And then, and then you take that into show business. Why did I take that from that person? Mm -hmm. Why Why didn't I? Why didn't I say? I knew at the time it was wrong. Yeah. Why? did i just take it why didn't i say no this is not right i'm not going to do this and it's like was i afraid that i'd break a bone was i never work again or something that i would die that i'd never work
3: again i think so i think it is there was something deep down inside it's always life or death in our deep in our psyche but when i look back on any one particular one i think none of it was going to happen no
2: none of it like if i stood up to that kid in school he wouldn't have it, 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 what if he'd hit me mm-hmm. he would have hit i've been hit it's not the end of the world you know <laughs> and and it you know and if i've never been fired but if i was fired it wouldn't be the end of the world mm-hmm. you know um through that process as i've gotten older too one thing that I, and i love this about the professional me now is i am not afraid to say no mm-hmm. and okay. you are treat you are f- conditioned in this business from an earth yes like you gotta do it gotta if do they it, tell you you everything. gotta do it Show's gotta go on yeah, come exactly. on you gotta which is like okay i and also too it's very transparent of like you know like don't make trouble for the people that you know are making the money just right. fucking be yeah. a fucking grease be a the wheel player and yeah, yeah be a, be a player play along yeah. yeah yeah but yeah. then there's times you know like I'm doing a game show pilot and, they, and I see people, you know, who are on the show too, doing some sort of testimonial to a camera. And they're like, okay, it's your turn to do this. And I'm going, what is this? And they're like, it's a birthday greeting to the woman at the network who's going to make the decision about whether or not this show could get picked up. Oh, my God. And I said, oh, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, well, it would, it might help your chances. And I was like, if me blowing smoke up this woman's ass right. on a on video saying happy birthday and gee whiz, I really hope you like us and accept us, if that's what it takes, I don't want this fucking job. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. And I mean, it just, it's like, because I, I no, yeah. that's yeah. that's gross. I don't uh-huh. want any part of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that that's that's a that's a. A good thing to, to feel is just. And that's yeah, kind of like age two, I think. Just it, relax. I, yeah, yeah, just relax.
3: relax. Be yourself. Exactly. Trust most of everything's out of your hands anyway. Yeah, yeah. It really is. I think we feel we have much more power over things than we do. We really don't. Yeah. It's just kind of there's a trajectory to your life and you either flow with it or you're. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You know, it's like yeah, almost yeah. like the like your life is like this wave and you're trying to control a wave. Mm-hmm. You can't. No. And you gotta, well,
2: that's like somebody you know somebody i want to ask somebody about you know zen and they're like it's like i always feel like yeah this whole notion of trying not to try yeah and they're like yeah it's a it's a mind fuck it's, and the point is yeah.
3: never to succeed yeah. it's just to keep yeah keep trying mm-hmm. to not try while you're trying And I think there's a a paradox that I'm pretty comfortable with, which is, is there free will or or, um, is everything destiny? On one hand, I think that everything's just destiny. And on the other hand, I know that I'm going to make a decision to do certain things. So I just kind of live comfortably in that Right,
2: right. Because you can think like, well, is my will just a part of destiny? You know, did I change my mind because I was destined to change my mind? Change my mind. And I
3: kind of line up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. And I also, too, think. You, you find out what's important. The, there's so much of show business. Is this is very important? It becomes clearer and, and clearer. All of doesn't it? Is like, it? oh, none of this yeah. is important. Yeah. I mean, I people come on this show. Big people that come on this show that I kind of have become friendly with, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "How was that?" And I'm like, I always want to say, and I do say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It's six minutes or seven minutes on a talk show. It doesn't matter. Did you have fun? I like seeing you. It was good to see you. I think that's, you know, and that's if you – I also think that, too, professionally speaking, if if you're in it for the right reasons and if you're working in good faith, Mm -hmm. if you are trying to ensure your best experience going through a work day on a a thing, it's going to come out in the work. Yeah, yeah. You know, like an unhappy set does not make – a good anything whether it's no. a horror movie or a you know there's exceptions mm-hmm. but certainly i well, worked at on at least not
3: sh- for very long yeah,
2: yeah. i worked on shows where it's like hey guys quit fucking around we gotta make comedy <laughs> and it was always to me like oh that's great good yeah. job you yeah. know like that's you got a real bedside manner there, yeah. so <laughs>
3: Well, if uh, you've got is, your phone in your hand and your wallet, you're on your way out of here, I, aren't you? No, I, I mean,
2: because thing, I've, been ta- I've, been, I've been keeping, I feel like I'm keeping you too long. Oh, God. I, I, could, I got you know, nothing to do. I, <laughs> 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 no, because I just, I mean, I could talk to you for. Me, too. Really, like Mandy. four hours. Well, yeah. I mean, let's go to dinner. Yeah, let's do it. Come on. Yeah. I mean, because um, it's always such a joy to see you.
3: And back at you. And
2: I feel so lucky to have had you. Throughout my life. And, and yeah, it's it, been a long time. It has it's been 30 been a long years, time. It's like probably. 30 years, yeah. 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 And no, it's, really. Yeah. I've always loved you, and I always will. Oh, thank you. I mean, you. unless, I don't know, mass murderer, I might put a crap I think in you'd words.
3: have compassion for me, then. I would. You, you know, know what? You're had, right, I, I would. I hurting.
2: I would. I'd be yeah. like, it's not her fault. Yeah. You know, she's she been to a good lot. good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She killed all 30 of those people, because,
3: yeah, they were... But I will tell you, yes, I'm a lovely human being. I... Uh, just below the surface is so much violence, Andy. <laughs> I have yeah. ch- I have chased people in my car. Oh, really? That blow the stop sign at the school at the bottom of my hill. Wow. Where I'm not, cha- I'm um, behind him, and I'm putting, I'm waving so they can see me in the rearview mirror, and I see them looking, and they're like, yeah, yeah. "Holy shit, this woman's!" Cra-. But what if it's a crazy person with a gun one day? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So just so you know, if you do hear, you know, that I've done something. Uh, awful. Yes, you'll know that yeah, just yeah. below the surface is some is some violence. Yeah, I get well, pissed off at people.
2: You and I think that there's that you and I I relate to this. You hold yourself to a you, you're easygoing. You like yourself, but you hold yourself to a strict set of rules. I
3: do, and I just hold everybody else to that, those rules. Yeah, sometimes, and I do which, too. You know, can I keep do you too. Trouble.
2: No, I know. I do the same thing where I'm like, mm-hmm. that is. Uh, It basically boils down to uh, keep your own shit in your own bucket. Don't slosh it out on other people. And there are a lot of people that toss their shit all over the whole room. Oh God, I know, I know. And and so yeah, I'm a little bit strict that way. So when when I do see people what I consider misbehaving, Mm -hmm. and my misbehavior is not like it's all just about being nice to people. Mm -hmm. It's all you know. And I think that it's the same thing. And you know, you're talking about being safe. Fucking stop sign at a school. School.
3: Yeah, dude. One after the other. Yeah. Uh, just blowing that stop sign. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I felt like out. GARP.
3: Remember World According to GARP? Uh-huh. And Brian uh, uh, Robin Williams chasing those cars because they're going through fast. Through yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always feel like
2: yeah. GARP. <laughs> 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 well, Jane Lynch feels like GARP.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to end on yeah, that yeah.
2: note. Uh, well, thank you so much for thank coming. You. I really appreciate you spending this time. And well, uh, well oh, boy, you know – the follow-up that won't be recorded. Now that's where the real juice will be.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I love you, Gene. I-, I love thank you, Thank you so Andy.
2: much. Thank you. And thank you out there for listening. Uh, we will hear you or we will speak to you next time on the Three Big Questions. Bigger. Bye-bye.